Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, June 17th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Cosmo Spaces, IBC Gang Late Night Lounge, hosted by Cosmo Clay. Let's take a listen. What's going on, brother? Happy Friday. What's up, dude? Happy Friday, man. Yeah. It's been a, such a busy week, man. <clears throat> I had to come back from, uh, you know, Decentral and kind of pick up the pieces over here and and start you know from from where i was man it, it was i was so far behind and i'd say i probably caught up but then you know demand has been so high it's like wow at my regular job and my like personal life it's just both of them has just been so busy so it's like non-stop yeah you got behind a little bit yeah how many days were you out there um, I was up there from Monday to um, Friday, so about five days. And then um, I was going to go to the opposite side and go to Corpus for the beach, but I was just too wiped out um, <laughs> from, from walking up stairs. I didn't know it was going to be, you know, up and down the stairs like it was. Um I thought it was going to be like a, I, I pictured it like a big, you know, gymnasium or whatever, where you walked around to different tables or something. Um, but no, it was completely different. <laughs> I've never been to that convention center. I've only been to Austin like a couple of times, even though I live here. Well, there were about like four floors they had going. They did have elevators. You guys used the stairs mostly, huh? Yeah, I think I only used it once or twice. What's up, awesome? Cool. What's going on, little G? What's up, little game? What's up, Cosmos Clay? What's this space about, man? I think about investing in NFTs and cryptocurrency exchanges. What can you talk about the class? <laughs> well, I mean, we could talk about any one of those. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what's up, man? Bye, like, here, y'all. Is yeah, it- what you been up to this week, man? No, working. Um, shit, I I just like did an AI project. <laughs> I literally did an AI. I started an AI project on Tuesday, and I dropped earlier. Uh, like earlier today, and like we minted out, but it was like a small collection. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's so been pretty fun. Uh, so. do do you have a regular day job, or you just mess around with like coding and stuff? No, nah, yeah, yeah. I'm, right now, I'm at my job. Like, I work the night shift, so like I just be bullshitting at at night. There's no supervisor, so I just pull out my laptop and just start doing shit. I'm on my phone usually all day. Huh? That's pretty dope. Yeah, what you been up to, play? Uh, just I was telling Michael, man. I've just been like. After I got back from Austin, it was 
it was like such a backlog of stuff that I had to do and I got it all done. But then like my regular job and, and personal life has just been so busy. So um, just kind of like, like keeping up that demand has been tough and I've been tired, but you know, I was looking forward to the space. So um, just wanted to like provide a, a place to talk and see what's up. This is a Cosmos Spaces too. Um, the the after you know how they have like MTV one and MTV two. Yeah. Like yeah, the after. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Like that idea actually. Um, I was gonna ask you something. Yeah. Did you get to the show? No, I left. What happened? Lost you there for a second. Oh boy, it plays down. I didn't hear what he said either. Did you? Sorry, I got rugged. But yeah, um, there you. Did you get to check out the? Oh, awesome went down. I was going to ask awesome if he got a chance to check out the. Uh, uh, did you get a chance to check out the podcast, the video? No, I haven't watched the video yet. Yeah, I just dropped that yesterday, I think, right? Yeah, I think he just uploaded it this morning. But, um, yeah, check it out because, like, <laughs> it looks pretty cool, I think. And, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to perfect it. But it was our first time doing the exploring the cosmos and the video format. So I was, uh, I was excited to see that and hear, like, feedback from it. Yeah, and I'll check it out right after the space. Um, but I did see the screenshot of it. I did see, like, the still of it, and I, like, of it. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, uh, actually, Randy uh, hit me up uh, about the design for, like, a shirt. So I should be, like, trying to send over something, like, within this weekend. So, so it'd be nice yeah. to see, see it on the display. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we how, appreciate how, your support. How much Cosmos uh, gear you got? Like, you just dripped out of Cosmos. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, you, you got, like, the, the Cosmos shirt on, the, on that. Uh, on the oh, thing. yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I do have, actually, I have a lot of Cosmos t-shirts. I like to wear, I like to wear Cosmos tank tops and then t-shirts. But that was the one that Trendy bought for me. He bought me that one and then one that has a big old osmosis labs on it so i do have osmosis swag too and then i have some from the conference now too which is awesome <clears throat> i think that was like the best part of the conference is getting all those awesome shirts you know what i mean like i have so many crypto shirts now and i still need to send those to um to eric i need to get a box and send over the ones that <laughs> we got for him yeah, I, yeah, I only pulled up to Osmosis, uh, the con for uh, the drip. Uh, I went in there, I was like, hey, uh, I'm like, hey, uh, some of the shirts are at? I'm like, they're like, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, I'm going to get the shirts, and uh, I got hats, we came in hats, and uh, they're like, I'm like, damn, you don't have no more Ion shirts? They're like, uh, uh, we might have some at the bottom. I wasn't planning to go to the bottom, but I went anyways, and it was pretty cool. I got to talk to the Stargate team. I saw a game up there. I saw y'all. So. And yeah, I took a picture with Sonny. I'm like, damn, look at the goat. And 
and I just left. And like right when I was leaving, they they had like the hats out, like all the hats, like the osmosis, the dog, the dog one, like the lost one, whatever. But uh, like I got like all four hats, so I like left with like four hats and like all the shirts. I was like, yeah, mission complete. That's badass, man. Yeah, but I mean, how, how was that conference? I didn't. Yeah, Cosmo Con? Yeah, yeah, that Cosmo Con. How, how was that? It was pretty badass, man. I actually didn't get to see too many speakers. But, uh, yeah. That's the only thing I, like, kind of didn't, I didn't, like, I only got to see, like, the the talk about the um, Wasmo NFTs, which was pretty cool, though. Did you get to see that? Nah, nah, I did. Like, I got there, like, 10th or so, and, like, I just, like, got there, stayed there for probably, like, at least an hour talking to people, and I just left, so. But I did see, I was, like, right there when the food came out, and I was, like, down, the food is out, and I didn't even get to eat, but how was that food, man? The food was actually pretty like extravagant. I um I didn't like I got some of it. I got a, I definitely got a plate. And the funniest thing about that was like we sat down next to this really old guy, and uh, <laughs> uh like he said he was like, "What brings you get What brings you guys here?" And you know we kind of told him, like, "Well, we you know we like osmosis and." We like IBC and this is what we do. And, you know, he was kind of listening to us and nodding. And uh, we said, you know, what what brings you here? You know, he was like, well, I mean, $10 a plate. This is the cheapest food in town. You're not going to find another another meal this cheap. And like, we started laughing and then like, he never said anything else. So I was like, I was kind of sitting there like, is he really serious? And um, and then like a few a few uh, moments later, talking about how, I think one of his, his his sons was like involved in something, and he was like the dad, and he was you know he because he, he later I saw him talking to Tor, so he, he and he was talking about coins and stuff, so he knew what he was talking about. But it was just kind of funny that at first he was like, "Yeah, I'm just here for the cheap food," <laughs> but yeah, it was good food, I'm, honestly. I'm over here dying. <laughs> Oh shit, man! That that's what's up, though, man. I'm glad y'all y'all went out and popped out. That's cool, though, man. I did. I did. I didn't get to do anything. What? So, what was like? What? How was the? How was it after? Like, all right. So, like, Cosmo Con is done. Like, y'all stayed till the end, and like, when y'all said y'all like, uh, what, like, was there an after party? Did y'all go to, or like, did y'all all just have to, like, get what happened? Yeah, I think that was, um, Thursday. So I think, like, we were gonna go to, I think it was, oh, hold on. I can't remember which party it was, but it was like an after party. It was like an after party, and we didn't, everybody was so tired from those first and the third day, you know? Like everybody just wanted to chill, so we didn't end up going to that one. We just went to Osmosis Con, and then I think after that, I can't remember. I think we just went to, like to eat somewhere, and then 
you know, just chilled after that. Yeah, it was, and then uh, y'all left on Friday morning or what? Yeah, we we were chilling that Thursday night, and that's when that crazy shit happened <laughs> with the gunshots. But then, uh, you know, we just kind of slept that all, like off, and then we had to leave. I think at eleven, and I think some people's uh, flights were in the morning, so we were mainly just getting people to the airport so that you know they didn't miss their flights and stuff. Cool, cool, well, I was glad we got to like at least experience the food in Austin. Uh, you know, sit down and eat together, just kind of chill. That was fun. I I was kind of like my throat was getting kind of scratchy at the end, and I was like, "Uh oh, is this the is this the onset of it?" You know what I mean? And uh, it turned out I was fine. It was just allergies. I didn't get any worse than that. So it was just a little hard to talk for a little while, and then. You know, that's about it. But overall, the the conference and meeting everybody was was pretty fun. Like, I, I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, did, did they hold a space yesterday? I believe they did. Uh, uh, yesterday? Yeah. I, no. I think, like, Haas was, like, on a space. No. Uh, I don't know. I think, uh, I think they did one on Wednesday with Timmy. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Wednesday. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm like, you get been getting into any of the NFTs? Did you get on the whitelist for the Anon? Nah, man. I, I, I don't know what I gotta do for that, man. I don't know. I don't know what I gotta do. For that. <laughs> I'm sure we could get you on it, man. I need to get on that, man. I'll There's um, there was a few giveaways. I know there was, there, was there, was there, was there was one for Haas, and I think Haas is still doing his, so you should enter that one. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah, I did see it. Yeah, I talked to Ranger Ranger. I met him at the at uh, Decentral, and he's just basically making it like an extension of the Anons to like kind of like expand the community and get like really good and involved people. That I think I think the main thing was like, like involved people. Yeah. So you know, I think if you were at the Decentral Con. You should get a whitelist, and I, you know, I could talk to them and get you in there. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, Little Gains is doing a giveaway for an Anon whitelist, and uh, we'll be doing some from the Cosmos Spaces account. So we're going to be able to give away twenty total. So yeah, we're trying to. It's like a community where they're trying to get people that were involved at the Central and and like those uh, conferences and things like that. So I think. I think you're a good fit. Can't can't do that. <laughs> so yeah, but I yeah, think you should be in there. I can't uh, fit uh, tweets on here because I did reply to that with a with a pet page. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should yeah. you should get in there, man. Yeah, I, I just don't know how to, man. I gotta. I, I don't know. I'll tell you, I don't know what's the secret. <laughs> I don't know what's the secret. Yeah. Ooh. Hold on, I'm gonna bring up. Which uh, NFT project was that, Clay? What's up? Which NFT project was that for the whitelist? Uh, Anons two. So, Anons the An two. The, yeah, they're coming out with a. I don't. I don't remember how many the supply was. I think it was only like a thousand, but um, or like a fifteen hundred type mint or something like that. Thirteen hundred, eighteen hundred. I can't. Remember, somewhere in that range, but 
It's, uh, I don't know if you've seen the previews, but they're kind of like a more of a 3D art uh, looking things. But I like, I really like the texture on those. Like it really looks like it's against a, like a wood background or a concrete background. It looks really nice. I wonder, I, I don't know, kudos to the artists on that. I was wondering what like program they used to make it. It's, it's, it's really nice. And, and, and yeah. they, they make me feel some type of way when I see them. I don't know if <laughs> It makes me feel some type of way. I don't know how I feel about it, but I think it's cool. But like, I just want to, like, I don't know, like fight the fight, like the face, like at the head. I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel you on that one. <laughs> What's up, Lizul? Lizul? Hey, hey, were you talking about consensus? I didn't get to go to Consensus. I was at the Central, and I was at OsmoCon. Um, okay. And then, yeah, like, I was going to go to Consensus, but, like, some things happened in my hometown. And then also, um, like, uh, ha- like Haas was going to try to get me in for free, but because I wasn't going to pay. That was a lot. I think you had to pay, like, 800 bucks. Wow. But uh, Haas was going to try to get me in for free, and then – he got sick, so he wasn't going to go. So I was like, well, I guess I can't go either. <laughs> so yeah. I I wanted to go to the Osmo 100, the one-year party. Um, that would have been cool to go to, but I didn't get to go to that. Because I, I live pretty close to Austin, so I was just going to drive back up in my personal car. But it didn't work out because uh, I was going to go with Haas, like I said, and he got sick. Yeah, I was on vacation last week, so I missed a lot of stuff like the osmosis uh, shut down and everything. And now I have some free time. So I was looking for some recordings from like consensus or OsmoCon. Yeah. I think there's some good ones from Decentral. If you go to, if you go to their uh, Twitter, they have uh, some links to, um, I think pretty much all of the talks. I got to see Zachy talk. I was pretty close up on that one. I got to see tour talk in the main. That was pretty cool. Um, I really liked that one. And then I saw a few other ones like, I don't know, DeFi Kingdoms and like random ones like that, that were just kind of like talking about their project and what game I, you know, I kind of like games. Um, but yeah, I mean, those kind of seem like, like DeFi Kingdoms and the other one I saw, I can't remember the name of it. They're, they're kind of like yield farming with, uh, like kind of like representation with uh, like gardens or ships or something like that, which is pretty cool. But um, I kind of wanted to see more from the gaming side, like something more intriguing. But yeah, I mean, it still looks really fun. Like you're basically playing Farmville, but actually doing uh, DeFi. So that's pretty cool. What's don't, up, Knots? I was just going to say, don't we have some Knots dropping pretty pretty soon? Hey guys, what who, up, who wants to go? Who wants to go next? This is Jerry here. Gaines, you want to go, go? go? Who wants to go? You're going, Jerry. <laughs> hey guys, oh, uh, you missed you missed Jerry losing it a little bit from earlier today. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm doing well. Oh well, uh, well Gaines was there. Uh, he he saw it. Maybe some others, but um. Omniflix had uh, a guest speaker come over uh, to do like a day trading sort of speech. Uh, I don't know why they he was picked, but anyway, he was there. His name was Solo, and he's sort of like a Bitcoin day trader maxi. And, and um, I don't know. 
he just sort of got to Jerry. He doesn't stake in Cosmos. He owns zero Cosmos coins. He doesn't believe in staking. He's more of a day trader. So we had a little bit of a back and forth today. It was fun. It was interesting. Uh -oh. Thankfully, it wasn't. <laughs> thankfully, it wasn't recorded. <laughs> so we can move on. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I mean, I don't like the value speculating on price. It's it sucks. Like. That's like what's wrong with the world, and we don't want to replicate that in, in crypto, but unfortunately, it's a free market. People are going to do it. Yeah, you know, and, you know, Cosmos is proof of stake, so we need stakers. We need people to believe in our, in our ecosystem. We need to encourage staking, you know, long-term investors here. Through staking, that's where we, we um, you know, we get our, our value. It's, it builds our security and our economic uh, stability within Cosmos. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> I was, close, but I, I was a bit passionate about it. <laughs> no, that's good. That's why we like having you here, Jerry. Yeah, You're a passionate thanks. individual, and like that's what makes the cosmos special and unique is all of us, all of our passion put together. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, it's great. Uh, Rusty's on vacation, so there was no nuts news this week. I, I where did he Rusty go? Man, he's always uh, on vacation, man. He's always, yeah. You know, he's like the CEO of not. So he he just <laughs> he just takes vacations whenever, you know. That's just how it goes. Uh, he he deserves a, a well rested break. Uh he's down um I believe in the Gulf Coast area with his family, uh at a beach house. And uh I hope they have a lot of fun. You know, take a few days, enjoy summer. It, it should be a good time for him. All right, Rusty just gets uh fly around the world, huh? He's a world traveler, absolutely. I mean, he just went on a trip with you guys, and here he is yeah, again. Know, you know, so next sad. week. <laughs> oh, that's good for Rusty. Get some time with your family because that's what matters, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, you know, such a busy time. You know, Rusty and I were both uh, at about the same development stage with you know having kids, you know, preteen kids, and um, we do a lot of trips and you know schools out. So we got the kids with us, and we try to do some activities. But yeah, uh, you know, within Knots, we had a great uh, second week with the Knots comic. We sold out every single piece uh, with our comic strip. We're going to do 30 strips to an issue, and we just did strip 10. And at strip 10, we're taking a break, and we're going to do some bonus drops to the people that own some of those strip strips. And then we're also really cool and different sort of drop to people who got all 1 through 10 strips, like the super followers. So it's cool. I love the comic. I love our comic team. It's coming along great. Um, you know, it was a little nerve wracking at first trying to, you know, I think the hardest part about a comic is where do you start? Like, where does the story pick up and where do yeah. you get from there? Uh, but yeah. They usually start pretty random, like right in the middle of it, you know, yeah. and you just kind of like have, that's part of the intrigue is like guessing where you're at in the story, I guess. And that's I, I yeah I kind of got that, that vibe from when I when I read a few of them that you that I saw on online and I was like wow that's a pretty good idea I like it thanks I man. think I think that a lot of people had that idea because I was, like there was a few other people that when I was at Decentral they were working on that and they you know it still might come out but um yeah like you, you got you you did first to market on that because uh, there wasn't anybody else that I know that and i think that was uh you know an idea that everybody was uh trying to come you know to do themselves but they're not like a lot everybody but a few people but yeah that's cool you, you, know, you got it out there and people like it what i need help with 
And if you guys think of anything, what do we do when we have the first issue all put together? Like, is it something we can drop to people or do we try to sell like a complete issue? Like, what do we do? Or do we just put it together and then people who own some strips, like they can have access to like read the comic. I don't know. There's just so many things you can do, but eventually we're going to have our first issue complete, you know, all 30 strips. And I want to be able to do something with it. Originally, I was thinking we could do like a PDF style where you can like flip through it like a book, you know, like a ver comic book. But I don't know. We got to do something with this. You know, I want to put it all together here. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, if you have like a certain amount of pieces, you get airdropped a certain piece. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Oh, we do have we do have something very special for the people that got all ten because we do have some super followers, and it's just amazing to have you know that sort of support. Uh, yeah, you guys, I like you know, that. Yeah, it, it's cool. So there's gonna I be have something like where like you know how have you ever seen the the show Dragon Ball Z? Like you have to like they they put together these these balls and then they. Uh, they summon a dragon. Well, I wanted to come out with like a seven piece NFT set where if you put them all together, like something happens. Like if somebody puts them all in the same wallet, right? Like mm -hmm. you try to like decentralize them and then see if they ever come back together all in the same wallet or something like that. You know what I mean? That would be cool. And, uh, it would be like, I don't know, some kind of, um, like special thing that when you get special nft like minted i don't know i don't know how you could do that in a decentralized way though you know yeah i i think that people do like you know collections and then collections that reward you at the end for uh you know building that, that collection like within knots i've seen so much support for the mega knot you know and it's going to be airdropped only to those that own one of each of the first five and it's it's done great like we get a lot of like feedback on that like you know uh, from people coming in, like, how do I get that mega knot? So I think I think it's it's great to do something like that, like to have your of like a bonus for like you know staying and and supporting your collection throughout different collections. Yeah, there was also one that uh, kind of did something similar to what I was talking about, that teddy bear one, Midnight Teddy Club, on Secret, where if you burnt, like I don't know if they ever came out with it, but they were they were gonna have where if you burned them. You got, uh, yeah, I think you had to burn three to get like a mega one. So that was kind of like a cool mechanic too. Yeah, it's awesome. So what's going on with this space today? What are we talking about here? Oh, it's where, like we didn't um, have any uh, scheduled guests. So it's honestly just whatever you want to talk about. Michael's here. Rusty met Michael. And yeah, Michael, Michael came up. What's up, yeah, Michael? I heard Michael's pretty awesome in person. I missed out. So it's it's cool that people got to meet him. Kind words, my friend. Thank you. We really missed you. Would have been great to meet you. Yeah, absolutely. We had fun. Um, we're still recovering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, we're all recovering still. What do if we um, go to Dain? Like, I'm still catching up, like, business, like, I, you said summer gets busy, like, you're, you're not lying, man, like, everybody wants to buy insurance, everybody wants to, uh, you know, talk to me, everybody wants to do everything, man. summer is crazy. What, for, for your day job? Yeah, like, for insurance, and then just, you know, normal life is also just really busy. 
life is busy. And, you know, I guess because as the days are long, kids are out, you know, you always got to find something for them to do or something like that. Yeah. I, I, I'm finding, even though, like, you know, uh, crypto is down, I feel like the NFT space just keeps maturing and growing and things are going faster. Like, I'm finding, like, I'm putting in more hours now than ever before because we're networking and meeting and, like, the the there's just so many new artists coming in and creators. And, you know, Knotts has built a name for themselves. So now we're getting, like, new creators wanting to do, like, Ask Me Anything and, and collaborations. And it's, it's another thing I need to bring up. Like, you know, I love working with new artists, but, but we need to kind of, like verify that you're not like a rug like i would hate it if i was like hey check out these guys and they were just like a bunch of rug pullers so how do you how do you like you know find the good separate the good from the bad i mean i don't think there's been any project that's been really awful in cosmos but no there was just recently there was that lego one did you didn't you see it, it i saw like, yeah go it ahead, was like man. bricks heroes or something like that and it was literally like a picture of a lego of a of a spider-man lego it was pretty bad they, they they've <laughs> deleted their twitter like i i you know i don't like to to point at a project and say this is trash i mean nobody likes to do that but when it's an obvious like rug pull like something like that because it was just obvious with like how easily that happened with something that just looked like bugs bunny this was just a blatant marvel lego thing and it was like, at what point do you have to like call that out so that people don't actually mint that stuff and like get, get rugged later on because of a DC and cease and desist on Stargaze? And yeah, that's like, I agree with that you. Would cause, that would uh, cause like more FUD anyway. I'm sorry, go ahead, Michael. What's I up, agree man? with you. What's up, guys? How are we doing? It's Friday. We out here. Um, yeah, you know, I agree with you, but I think in general, just like anonymous people, like, I just see the craziest shit, excuse my language, but people are just saying the wildest stuff online that they would never say if they were actually doxxed. Just like the craziest, dumbest opinions. Like not even just like like rug pulls, but just like normal or not. I don't know if they're normal people, but they don't seem like normal people half the time. But yeah, I just like, I feel like we learned a lot about anonymous um, characters, right? And, you know, you had Sifu, with all the time stuff that happened and um you just get a lot of like really suspect anonymous people and i i personally like do not think that there's space um to be giving like millions and millions of dollars to like fully anonymous people personally i think we kind of learned that but yeah just in general like i've just been like looking at all the craziest chats online with like these armies of like reply guys that like have nothing of any substance to say, but they're so toxic and they're like fine because they're completely anonymous and no one's going to say shit and they can just like log off their computer and go eat their mom's cooking after leaving their basement like five minutes later or whatever, wherever like shithole that they actually live in. But um yeah, sorry. I just like, like the whole anonymous thing is just like ridiculous. I think. I think everybody that if if you're like in a, a key member in this space, you should not be anonymous. Period. That's the way I see it. Yeah, I'd say for like key members for sure. I think what we're like whenever I listen to arguments about free speech versus like censorship type things, and it's like I would always hear, you know, um, 
you have to let that idea be bad on its own and let like the community correct it. But like, I, I understand a hundred percent what you're saying is like in practice that doesn't happen all the time, even though like it's a bad idea and most people would agree, they still like amass a whole bunch of other idiots that just like, you know, defend that idea no matter what. And um, even though it's it's a bad idea, <laughs> it's hard because when when you have free speech like that, like that's kind of like what you see is like it's a playground and everybody can say whatever they want. And it's like there's no adults to say, well, you know, you need to find <laughs> yeah. out. I mean, it's just, it's, it, you know, there's nothing there to do that. So like you know, a playground of like different mentalities and they kind of like separate themselves um, all by their own all by themselves yeah, and it's I like you have you. the you have like the intellectuals like on the half of the playground and then you have a bunch of dgens on the other side and uh yeah it's hard because you know you don't want that central authority to come in and say hey we're uh this is the idea that we're going to go with as a community but at the same time sometimes i feel like that's needed and that's why some of the chains with like centralized leaders do better i still like think that um, the overall like decentralized thought process of Cosmos is better overall in the long term. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you there. I also, um, you know, I think there's like you said, there's something to be said about having like some some degree of like like um, I guess not like a fully community run project. I, I love community run projects. I own a, a ton of stars in Juno. Um, you know, I've held pretty much all of it through this through this bear. Um, but but there's something to be said about when something is fully community driven, right? And and every decision has to be made by the community, and every single thing kind of goes to the community. It can kind of it kind of holds things back some of the times, especially with respect to like marketing, um, not necessarily development all the times. But um, I think I think what you're saying here. I'm kind of riffing a little bit on what you're saying, but um, definitely see what you're saying there for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, just to go back on the anonymous thing, I just like, I think it's so crazy that, that like how many founders hands it's really like, if you look back at it, you're like, wow, how did we, how did we like, <laughs> how did we, <laughs> well, like, I, I can see why that's frustrating because it's like, yeah, why do these people get funding so easily for, for like, like you said, like obviously rug ideas or bad ideas. And right. uh, then you see people working very hard and trying to provide value in the space and it's a struggle to get funding for them. So it's that, that part is hard too. how to be fair with, with funding. And yeah, Look, I, I, I think Cosmos spaces deserve all the fun. I just want to say that you guys are, <laughs> well, um, appreciate that. man. Yeah. We love, we, we love Cosmos spaces um well but, i mean yeah. you just see like uh, not not just cosmos spaces but i mean I've, I've seen so many good creators that just aren't recognized to the degree they should be and uh, i just wish that there was a way that we could spread that love more evenly well because, there's, we a, know, there, like, there, there's awesome. a way to do that for sure it's yeah. called like building a marketing strategy and i'm not seeing a ton of like great um full, full, full marketing campaigns i'm seeing a lot of thought of thought going into it which is awesome but you know the follow-up and sort of like sometimes the campaign is just like 
you know, let's blow this out on Twitter, right? But where's the where's the PR campaign, right? Are we reaching out outside of this one small bubble, right? And you got to think about the demand and what communities are trying to reach and what methods or what what type of language are you using? Um, what's the cadence of posts that's happening? You know, there's so many things that go into it. And I feel like one of the things that needs work is like just overall strategy. Um, I know people are like allergic to the word marketing. Um, <laughs> people are like, ooh, ew, marketing, uh, crypto. We're, we're all community driven. But like community, all what everybody here is doing is marketing. Like Cosmos Spaces, this is marketing happening right now. This Twitter space right now. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Yes. You know, we do it as a community because we just love the technology. Of course. And you're doing great. And you honestly, like the job that the, 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 how you guys are incredibly successful at what you guys are doing. So, like, this is just like, and, and for instance, like in a strategy, this is like one leg. This is like one piece of a marketing strategy. Like, you know, Twitter spaces, podcasts, inter, you know, YouTube interviews, not paid, of course. Um, you know, not the shilly type, just like kind of like, you know, like Unchained or any number of, of amazing podcasts out there, crypto podcasts. Um, but yeah, so there's there's kind of like a multifaceted approach to like getting the word out there about an artist or about a protocol or an upgrade or any any anything that needs to be like amplified or like or read or understood. Like there's a whole process behind doing that, right? Um, yeah, and that's focusing on is like growing those arms of the cosmos spaces so that we have more presence in all different areas. You know? Oh no, you guys are great. No, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, that's definitely it. Is what, what? Um, I just wanted to. What's up, Time Crash? You got your hand up for so long. What's up, man? Come on, you guys. No, I I just was uh you know vibing with the whole feeling of like there's tons of creators in this space that just aren't getting funded for you know actual hard work. While there's you know the DGens out there that are pushing out you know ten thousand piece PFP bullshit that just rugs right away. And yeah, man, I I really uh, appreciate that sentiment <laughs> over here. Like. I was kind of skeptical when the when the orbital apes was a ten thousand mint, but I've actually been having fun with those because of how many rewards you get from like staking Evmos. So I don't know. Uh -huh. I was lucky to get a nice airdrop, so I just uh, was happy about that. I was I was looking at those and I I was this close to just being like, eh, fuck it, I'll mint one because I also got a pretty good airdrop from there. But you know, it just it was so good, and that's one that's one of the things I I shy away from is that moment when a project has that convolution, it, it really feels that way with a lot of those projects where you're like, I don't yeah. know, this feels a little too scammy for me, but you I, know, I wanted to, to try and use the most for something. So, you know, if it was easier, I probably would have done it. Yeah. These, these space apes look actually pretty sick. I was looking at the art on that last night and um, I'm, I'm really digging those space apes. Like I saw one of, of them had the, the the texture where it's like this machine is like kind of like mutated away and uh you can see the under part it looks sick man i was like i want that one <laughs> but uh you get whitelisted for that i don't know i i don't know if there is one or what but yeah. um where is that one mentioned discord on stargaze uh yeah, yeah guys we, we've been to on stargaze oh nice Oh, is it already minted? Not yet. No, no, no. We 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 mint on the twenty seventh. Uh, okay. okay. I, I 
I, we covered that in the podcast last night. I, mean, I should know that, but <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to kind of let everybody know. You minting yeah, Launchpad or not Launchpad? Uh, we are not minting Launchpad because I think we got in too late, um, and um, I was just kind of like wanted to chime in on your guys' conversation about community and and uh, making decisions. We let the community decide on on like the day, and, and obviously they want to want a lot earlier. I think Launchpad couldn't. Uh, Stargaze couldn't um, accommodate that date, so we were launching on our own. I gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I was, I was kind of the, kind of the launch pad since literally day one or before that, and it's, uh, I don't know. I, I wasn't quite sure about, you know, the whole situation, and, and now I don't even know what they're like whole thing is about who gets launchpad now and who doesn't and and what's going on with that like i i put in three applications and damn are <laughs> you talking a... about stargaze launchpad yeah ah interesting this is okay I, I think, i'd like I to drill I, i'd like to drill into this a bit actually so anybody after here it. yeah so anybody here have experience or attempting to launch pad. I know Tim, uh, I know Time, excuse me, uh, just, just said, but I'm curious who else has. We've done it twice. I was going to say, I should hope that Knots has. <laughs> I'm not we familiar have, with Knots. Uh, this, is a, this is a whole new world for me. So um, with respect to the launch pad, I mean, I follow, obviously I follow the platform, but um, I don't know the launch pad experience. I think that it's going to be uh, quite a while before Knots gets back up on there. Um, I just think that they're overloaded loaded with the number of artists coming. It's amazing how many new creators are coming in. Uh, as you guys, most of you probably know, we run the NSA, which is not supported artists. And we've been trying our best, both Rusty and I reaching out, you know, making messages and whatnot, you know, like, Hey, we got great artists. They've been in the pipeline. Can we, can we get them in there? And it's, it's, um, it's tough guys. Like we're, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not here to talk bad about Stargates because they they work their butts off and they do a great job. I just, I think re- honestly, they're probably just overwhelmed from the number of or the amount of uh, that are applying and trying to get in there. So yeah, I think it's just crazy wait times. It be, but that's because like you know, Stargates is like ninety five percent of like the NFT market, right? So you know, maybe when Omniflix and Asset Mantle get established and we get more movement in other markets we you know maybe stargaze will calm down a little bit but you know basically stargaze is like the mall of choice it's like where all traffic goes so it's just it's just an incredibly long wait and i i feel for new creators just getting in um because um you know it's just the line is so long hang in there guys um you know definitely check out omniflix as an alternative because i I, I I don't know specifics, but I think maybe in July sometime, like the Flix token will drop. And again, that's just me thinking personally. I don't know anything, but I think when the Flix token drops, maybe OmniFlix will get some blood going through it too. What uh what criteria do you know that they're using to evaluate uh project to project? I'm just kind of curious, like what what are they what are they looking at like to with respect to evaluating one to the next? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Jerry. Okay, yeah, I was just gonna say, and you might have an update to it, but I, I was gonna say when we went through it, and this was we were a Genesis creator, they were looking at um basically how many followers, like what's your poll, like what what can you do within Cosmos? So they were looking at your Discord numbers, your Twitter numbers, your followers, okay. and and then they were comparing it to like 
well, how big do you have a collection do you want to make? Because they don't want you saying, well, I'm going to make 10,000 NFTs and you have 300 followers, right? Because <laughs> that would be a big mess. So uh, when we were going through, it was all about, you know, okay. how, like you were saying, Michael, how have you marketed yourself? Because you got to self-market, right. you have to promote yourself. And maybe Time Crash can uh, tell us, you know, what, what they're doing now. But that's, that's how it was for us. That's actually really interesting. Thanks for the insight. I did not know that that's, um, I'm comforted in some ways to actually know that that's the way that they're doing it a little bit. But I think you also kind of, sometimes you don't get a full picture of like what community demand would look like, especially for art, because art can be so like so subjective where it's like, maybe, you know, if it's if piece of art or, or series of pieces of art were to see a different community, maybe it would pop off, right? I mean, we know artists don't always see fame right away, right? And so like a lot of art becomes famous after, like way after it's been made. Um, and so, yeah, that's interesting. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, I, we, we've had experience previously. We will, we were on a terror project uh, and we were on the Lua um, um, launch pad. We were then... We went on to the Rand. Obviously, things went down with Lua. If, if you heard, if you were in the terror space before, uh, we moved over to then Random Earth and got to their launch pad. Um, from my from my personal view and, and what, how I look at launch pad is, I think they should be using that launch pad for, like you say, smaller and newer communities. Um, I don't think they should be using like. If you look at Solana and what Magic Eden are doing, they're just looking at the volume and seeing what they can return on an investment or so whatever they can get out of that. The perception of what a launchpad should be, a launchpad should be for new content creators. How do you vet them, embed them, and make sure that they're getting the right exposure? Because if you've got a project that's doing well already in your community and you've got a strong community, what they'll do is they'll drive the the volume or they'll drive the the marketing or they'll drive that element of the, the project. If you've got a small team uh, and come new on the project, I think they should be prioritized just because we don't want them to fall at like the first hurdle and then make Cosmos look bad. And we've got so many rugs because they've not had the right guidance or they've not had support. And then in turn, what's happened is they've fallen away. And then, like I said, that's another project that's not made it or sustained uh, sustained in terms of the the volume or what they were trying to do in terms of their roadmap because they didn't get the right light or, or guidance in between that time. I don't think they need it. For, you need it for the hype projects because if they've already got the people aping into that project, that's enough, I think. And then when they get onto the secondary, then you can obviously develop that further. But I think prioritize should be on smaller teams just because that's where i think the the the, the first hurdle is is once they fall from that we start seeing a lot more rugs come through if that makes any sense no that that makes perfect sense i mean that that is some uh, a sentiment that i actually i shared with shane earlier on this year i mean i'm talking like january hadn't even launched anything yet. And when they had just announced how that whole platform was going to work, uh, I immediately was like, you know, the whole idea of the cosmos space and everything we're doing here is inclusion and, and it's pointedly not being inclusive at that point. And like, 
was not super excited about that. But again, you know, those guys work their asses off. So I really appreciate what they do. And yeah, I'm right there with you. Like those, those smaller projects. And, and I think Anya is one of the few that we can really say um, were in that particular situation of, you know, that guy is just not particularly social. So him getting a forefront, you know, stage there was great. Um, same with women from Cosmos. Like I know she's not particularly great at, at marketing and or the technical side of things. Her art's amazing. So, you know, they, they got her up there and, and I'm just wondering, you know, are they going to keep pushing out these, these big projects? Like you're talking about the, the way they do a Solana, or are they going to start actually helping the small projects that need that spotlight and that bump from a launch pad the way it's supposed to work? I'm curious, does anybody know what the makeup of the Stargaze team is? Like, like who's on, I mean, I'm sure there's like an onboarding team and there's, there, there's, there's gotta be some sort of specific team that like handles inbound, um, uh, increase. Like, I like, think it's just, um, he's, he's who I've uh, communicated with via email. So, eh, it's a lot of work for one person. It seems, I, I guess, I, I, I don't know. Um, again, and again, I don't know the volume. I'm just kind of like gauging the volume based on the demand that you guys are kind of like t- talking about. Um, but it seems to me that that would be like a multiple person, like a full on team, like vetting, um, you know, managing the managing these accounts, like managing these individuals and teams. And um, I guess to me, it would, it would seem like we working on that. But again, I don't know the distribution of who works, who were, how many people are working there, what, I mean, there's so many projects in, in the space that it's hard to keep track of like everyone's teams. Like I know. Uh, like a decent amount of teams, but um, I don't really know too many people working in Stargaze. Um, yeah, Ruin would be your your point of contact there, Michael, and that's for any creator out there. Uh, if you're looking to mint on on Stargaze, he he is in charge of like vetting and looking at creators coming into the space. Now, when when we got in, they actually did a vote thing where you could like vote in smaller projects and. Uh, that's how Knots got in because you know we started out very small too, and uh, we actually got voted in through the the community support, uh, and they had that. It was great. So like the community co- could come out and give their vote for these smaller projects, and you could get voted in. Uh, but unfortunately, at some point, um, it was the, uh, there was some cheating going on, and they had to stop it. So I think I think they're still trying to work on a way to prevent the cheating that was happening. Um, but that would be cool for them to bring that back. Because it's cool that people know, but the community can come out, learn about you, and support you, and help smaller projects get in. I, I think that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a great idea. I'm looking forward to all the because I think, yeah, it was on the is that next week on the 27th already? Man, yeah, I was looking forward to that, that mint of the of the ape the ape. So I'm gonna grab me. Do y'all know Thank the you, price on this? Um, we are seven, seven, seven stars, so seven hundred seventy-seven. Oh, awesome! That's awesome. Oh, that's not bad. Supply. Sorry, say that again. What's the supply? Uh, supply is four thousand two hundred and sixty-nine. <laughs> that's awesome. Four twenty. Yeah, that's cool, yeah. man. I'm gonna make. Yeah, well, we we did um, what we're doing. Uh, hopefully, once uh, we mint whatever 
gets minted on, on and we've got something called a, a swap shop opened up in in our discord um and what will happen is for example if you mint a few and you don't like what you get what you can do is you can come to the swap shop and swap them uh for ones that we've so we've minted an extra thousand um and then what you can do is if there's you've got some non-desirable ones or ones that you don't like the trades on what you can do is you can trade them in for something different because we don't want people to just buy constantly off the secondary market if they some people don't have the like i said the the monetary money money or or don't have the means to do it so if there's a way that we kind of reward our holders then that's what we'll do um at the end of the day like say projects are based on on your community and how much how much can you give back to that community um and i think we thought that's one of the ways we can kind of really give back to the community in terms of being able to like like some people like say maybe able to only meet one or two and if they if they fall like you know they fall on two that they don't like then you know more only thing they can do they try to trade them sell them and try to get something different but we're trying to give some opportunities or different ways to kind of like approach um you know nft spaces that start to constantly purchase okay so yeah i was just gonna say um you know actually we wanted i wanted to learn more about you space ape uh because you guys were new and also time crash is new so it's great to see new creators in the space, but this this swap sounds cool. How how does that work though? Like if if you own uh, NFT, right? And I suppose I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Can I swap it for something else? Do I come to you and like you lay out like ten other ones that I could swap for, or would it be like a random swap you switch it out for? How, did we did we lose him? Well, we lost our speaker. I think we lost him. And hey, what's up? Oh there? no! I, I was, oh shit! He got rugged. Oh good. no! Too many questions, just, bro. You're asking too many oh. questions. Chill out. Now. <laughs> <laughs> he's back. He's back. It's dude. Looking, he's back. It's, it's looking suspect. There, yeah. No, I'm the ape went to space. Damn it. <laughs> okay, he's back. He's can back. he? Can you hear me, guys? Yes. Welcome yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. No. So. uh um, if, for example, um, um, you want to, the way you want to trade it, we want to either do it, like you say, similar to what you said in terms of lay out a couple of, couple of the ones that we've got in the swap shop, and then they can pick one of them without looking at the kind of rarity chart, or the other way is that we just, you know, like you say, you randomly pick one through, uh, through whatever we'll do in terms of like a generate it, randomly pick one, but we'll do it manually once they come back into the swap shop, the ones that they've returned will be burning them as well. So we won't keep hold of any extra collection. We want to kind of re- kind of deflate the original Genesis collection size. So are you guys not going to release your rarity chart until after all of them are minted? Because we've run into this ourselves, and I'm asking because, well, you know, we're, we're always learning as we go. And uh, be, in prior times, we had... Uh, first release our rarity chart and then we were like no you can't really release it so then we kind of like did a post release but people were still able to find it and now we're having to like code our rarity charts and it's just interesting because we you, there's just like uh, people are very smart and i love the community the cherry pick within stargaze and looking at the data behind things and uh i'm just curious as to whether uh how, how are you going to handle the rarity items yeah so we want to do two things where one we want to create the rarity chart and then also a rarity calculator as well uh but what we want to do is like say release it after the initial mints gone down uh instead of 
sending it on before um, once during the mint because like you say people will start doing it, sniping the ones with the rarer traits uh, um the trait value but more what do you like in what you're buying uh, and we prefer someone to buy something that they like rather than buy purchase something on just on its value or its trait um, but rather more on the visual aspect of it and what you look at something and what does that give you? Do, is that something that you like? And like, so it might not have the, the highest rarity, but what it does is it gives you that, you know, it makes me want to feel like I want to purchase that because I like what I see in that picture instead of having to look at some traits and where the traits actually may not, they may be really rare trait, but actually as an overall image doesn't look very appealing. So I think we want to hold back on the, the rarities and until after we've kind of minted the initial collection collection and then kind of work forward in that way yeah especially you know because if you put out the rarity list everybody who has a lower rarity is just going to want to keep trading up for a higher rarity so i think it's smart to you know keep that sort of secret until like you know all the trading is done and you know you can do like hey last round guys anybody wants to swap swap now because then we're going to close up shop yeah, like I say, it is a large collection, such collections so are the saying it's the 4,200 collection. But what we want to do, when people, in hindsight, if everyone puts a swap in, then we've reduced a further 2,000 down. Uh, so we reduced a further 1,000 down from what we what we initially have in the collection. Uh, and then what that does is, even if someone has a common, that should become a bit more valuable. Because, like you said, the collect original collection has already come down a little bit um, in regards to the original collection size. So we want to make sure that even if they've got two commons, for example, their their commons become more valuable just because of the collection size coming down. And then when we introduce our serums, that's further down the line after we do the swap shop, the serums will be able to mutate your ape. Where if you if you get hold of a serum, you'll be uh, and you mutate your ape. What happen is your ape will be getting a free airdrop of our collection, second and third collection as well. So hopefully that's another way to kind of deflate the original Genesis collection uh, and reduce that further down by another thousand, hopefully. Uh, and then what that'll happen is people people that can't afford to mint too many and have like say a, a low rarity on theirs their their pieces should in turn kind of turn a bit more valuable just because of the size of the original collection coming down what's the maximum amount you can mint on mint day maximum you'll be able to mint on mint day is our whitelist is 20 25 i think and and public will be Public 10, whitelist 25. 10-4, thank you, sir. 25 it is. All right, so we, we found our whale. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, you guys don't know who Michael T is, huh? Well, let me freaking tell you, Michael yeah. T is the NFT whale out here in Cosmos. So. Michael is the NFT whale. If he says he's going to buy 25, you better believe it. <laughs> he's, 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 he's good for his word. Oh, wait, that's funny. Wait. Don't we have another drop on the 27th for knots? Yeah, absolutely, buddy. Oh, buddy, uh, 27th, we got a direct link, and we're going to be having a 1,050 total mint. 50 of those are reserved for giveaways. 800 on Stargaze, 200 on Hoper. We're going to try out the Hoper Network Marketplace, see how that goes. And then it's going to be 500 stars for net and not regular price, and then 425 if you did our fresh mint. 
So get your start address in there to get that fresh mint discount. Already did it. 10 4. Awesome. I guess. Ooh, exciting. I'll, I'll shoot one over there. Nice. Thank you. I had a, I had a idea as you guys were, were chatting about the, the rarities and, and all that. Um, and, and this is something I'd already kind of come up with for, for my project um, to kind of combat that whole problem of, you know, people picking and sniping uh, higher rarity items, et cetera. Um, one of the ways we're, we're fighting that is, the, first of all, the, the first mint of, of the Genesis keys for, for me is going to be, um, they're just a blank key placeholder. Um, after that, you then get to decide kind of in a similar way that that the subject um where you get to pick which piece of art you like and or you are close to so geographic location is a, a big issue with with my project and or kind of a big gimmick i guess um for some people it's a selling point for some people it's not but anyway so as these people come through and decide okay i like this piece or that piece um, it doesn't matter how many of them choose which one. Um, what matters is that there's only a certain number of keys available at all. And so if a bunch of people all flock to, you know, one of the pieces, then the other ones all of a sudden become more rare. Um, and so that's just something that, that I kind of worked out there. Um, as well as later, this is much, much later. Um, one of the, the me mechanisms I'm going to be using for my card game um, is that like you'll have these main kind of characters that you can add other NFTs to to add the you know better ability scores or whatever you want to call it, and at the same time you'll be able to buy individual cards using the victory points, but you can't spend those those victory points except swapping them back to the native token. Um, so if you want to buy the specific character or card, you can do that, but there will always be that ticker at the bottom saying how many of those cards have been minted and the more you mint, the less valuable it becomes, et cetera. Um, just kind of disincentivizing people. It, it's just general ideas I took from the, you know, the bare bones of how Bitcoin is supposed to work, you know, incentivizing the, you know, individual to act correctly, you know, via their, their money, you know? So if they fuck up, they lose money, you know? But that's that's just one of the ideas I kind of came up with there. Uh, time crash! Wow, I just I was peeking at your um your Twitter, uh, and boy, you guys have put so much work into your NFT project. It looks amazing, guys. If you haven't checked out their Twitter, go ahead and go in there. It's like it looks like a card game, but you also have like music built into it, and then it's like in real life art. I mean, what is going on here? You're doing everything, buddy. I know, man. I, I kind of get that a lot, but you know, that's what happens when, when you're an ADHD creator. Uh, so what's happening here is, is two projects kind of smooshed together. Um, Time Crash itself is the card game, the book series. Um, and to get to that, I came up with, and I've been working on this, this collection of art. I mean, there's only 13 pieces there right now. Um, and I don't really intend on expanding my own art collection there too much, but prologue was my creation, my way to get to time crash proper. Um, and so we're prologue as, you know, this fine art, this IRL linking, nft uh, scavenger hunt situation where 
these pieces are physically going to be put in the world. There's only going to be one of each of the prints. Um, and then these prints are actually made up using um, digital, um, what do you call it? Like oil printing. And then behind them is going to be backlit um, LEDs so that it actually starts to show up and appear the way it should when you look at it on a screen. And so you've got this beautiful piece of art actually kind of, kind of seems digital. Um, and then this idea with the music came really, oh, about two months ago. I, I just have a buddy that I've been wanting to make some music with. And I was like, you know what? Why don't we make this a full experience? And so we're going to be using like NFC chips and possibly Raspberry Pi units to have, you know, not only the LEDs controlling the lights for those pieces, but there will be a sound aspect, um, not only with the physical piece, but the digital pieces. Um, so just because, you know, the one person is able to find the piece using the clues and collect the physical art print doesn't mean that the other keys lose value or don't have value. Um, anybody who's holding one of the keys that's locked in not only has digital uh, display rights for the images, but the same for the music. So they can take that music and use it on YouTube, their website, their business. You know, they can mix it into their own music, do whatever they want with it. But that music is there as a, a kind of audible representation of these pieces. That that is wow! <laughs> you guys are doing so so much work. My buddy Rusty up to Seattle, Washington, to find these pieces. Like, where are you going to be sticking them at? You know, geographically. So, this is this is one of the best parts. Um, I definitely am picking Seattle as my first destination. You know, that's because I'm where I'm at. So. We're going to drop the first one there, get all the, um, each one of these pieces is going to have three hopes. Um, it's going to be on a little NFC chip um, somewhere out. You'll be able to get the clues when you lock in um, and you'll go out, you'll find the first Pope and that will be an NFT on its own. So you get those um, and then eventually find potentially the last destination. The Pope will be there whether or not somebody's collected that art piece. But uh, the whole idea about this, um, I actually, I go by Crypto Nomad uh, as my other Twitter handle and my, uh, my Twitch and YouTube and whatnot. But the whole idea is that I went all these places over the last couple of years when nobody else was traveling. And each one of these images has a core of a photo that I probably took at that location. Uh, one's called Desert Princess. Princess is taken out in the deserts of Dubai. Um, and I think one of the other ones is taken out there. So like there will be a piece somewhere throughout the world near you. So there's going to be one, I think in Paris, Dubai. Um, I want to try and do either Tokyo or uh, South Korea somewhere. Um, oh, San Francisco, or not San Francisco, San Diego, Mexico, um, Florida, Toronto. Um, I think uh, Amsterdam. So one of them is actually, called um reclaiming amsterdam i think was the exact title so that one will be there um so i'm really trying to make it so that yes it'll be available to anyone geographically um and as we go on i'm bringing in additional non-native web3 artists um to not only educate them through the process but get their art out there and so we're gonna do different um chunks of of keys you know each print that somebody provides for me it doesn't matter if it's physical or digital um we'll get 100 keys so that 
that we can come in places all over the world. And as we do that, you know, the artist who produces the art will actually be sent out um, using that revenue to physically place those pieces. So they get to go out on a little trip um, as well as getting the profit from, you know, the work that they've done. Wow. I got to say, um, every time I get into one of these spaces, like some guy comes up here and starts talking about like some seriously interesting stuff. And like, I'm just sitting here like quietly like, wow, in this space. Um, and just, just like your whole thought process. There's just like so many layers to it. I can't even imagine how much time it took to like just sit there and like think about every single part of that. So it's like, I'm just sitting here kind of just <laughs> sitting here, Michael. I was like, holy crap. Dude, are you a one man show too? Is this project just you? Basically, I mean, I've got um, my girlfriend's marketing director for me. I mean, she's um, big time B2B um, tech sales. So she sells for Hashi Corp. If anybody's familiar with their oh, absolutely um, yeah definitely it, yep so she's she's the the breadwinner of the two of us right now i actually used to be a truck driver so i had lots of time to think about all this <laughs> wow you, but, got, uh, you, you have a very capable team <laughs> i love that that's great yeah that's i mean awesome. we, we've got a couple more people um we've got the sound engineer totally non-web3 um, the sec one of the secondary artists that you know i've already got uh producing pieces for me if you scroll through um some of my posts there you'll see um charlotte is making these be beautiful physical pieces that i'll be digitizing so i'm gonna have to go the opposite direction with her project um and so she's making all this cool shit i mean shit she made me a cutting board and some coasters and a clock um <laughs> Like she's really getting after it. And I, I just, I can't wait to get her art out there as soon as possible after my own, you know, once we get kind of the kinks worked out of the whole situation, because like the work she's doing is incredible. And I, I just, I can't wait till people get to see it and physically have it. Like that's the really exciting. You know, I'd be looking into your stuff for sure. I just, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm uh, super interested. I, I love it. And I, I love that you're thinking big and, and wanting to do big and do like this in real world, like life stuff. And you remind me a lot of Jacob from Atlas Dow. The first time I talked to this dude, he talked about like saving the world and changing the world. And I was like, this guy, he's thinking too big. He's got to tone it down a little bit. But Jacob, sure enough, has built a Dow and he's built a great community and they re they just recently released an election the uh, the sky monks and you know as long as you as long as you have your vision and you stick to it it, it can work and you you remind me a lot of jacob man you get big ideas but you're getting it done so yeah i'm proud of you just you know hang in there and, and keep working at it shit man i'm i'm giving you guys the reasonable vision this is the like you know year and a half to two year vision like there's there's a full five ten year vision out here that that isn't being talked about because like i don't want to like blow the secret or like you know you know promise too much at this point you know hopefully in the next month or so we'll be able to actually get that that drop off here and I'm just trying to really time it for marketing reasons. And, and, you know, I don't want to just be like, all right, here it is. And nobody bothers with it. I so love that, it. Like literally 32 is on the roadmap. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. It's going to be wild once this starts taking off. So how many NFTs are there total 100? Uh, no. So 
we've got 13 um, designs um, and, and the keys will be made um, for 100 each design. So we'll have 1300 um, starting Genesis keys. After that, it'll be another 100 keys per um, print or design, whatever that artist, you know, decides on. Um, and, you know, Jerry or uh, is, is it Jerry that's on Knots right now or is it somebody else there from the Knots team? Yeah, I'm Jerry. I'm here on the Notch channel. And then right below you is Rusty, the co-founder. Hey, I'll nice, nice. you know you're talking to Michael the whale there, so sell it, buddy. <laughs> um, so 1,300 keys, Genesis. Um, actually 100 keys per piece that the artists, the secondary artists want to um, do with us. Um, Charlotte is a special case just because she's a very good friend of mine. Um, I'm going to be doing a whole second kind of release for her um and like right now we're actually going through all these educational sessions about once a week so that you know when we do in-person events she can actually talk the talk and walk the walk and that's kind of the whole big thing here is you know getting these people who are like i want to make an nft but i'm just an artist you know so we, we we're trying to bring those people in yeah it's it's going to get bigger and bigger over time awesome so how can we support you when when is uh when can we mint you know i'm i'm honestly thinking in a couple of weeks here um everything is ready um i seriously have just been sitting here like grant applications and trying to just like get a good solid foundation like we have a lot of business mind in our you know little organization here but not as much the technical or the marketing side and so like that's what we're really struggling with is like building our community and making it so that you know people actually know about us because that's not something I'm great at. Like the girlfriend can sell, you know, sand to a Jawa, but you know, I can, I'm not a great salesperson. <laughs> guys, uh, I got to hop off. I just wanted to say, um, hope you guys all have a great Friday night. Um, it's kind of rough out there, but, uh, hope you guys have a great evening and thank you guys so much for letting me up here. Um, I'll talk to you guys soon. Of course. Bye, guys. Hey, time crash. Yeah. Um, have you joined any of like the creator Twitter spaces that Stargaze does, or that Omniflix does, or the you know even the Knots team? They they do their own spaces on Thursdays. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Like most of the time, I I will be in there. Um, I I'm normally on Crypto Nomad, my my personal account. Um, over the last couple of weeks, I don't know, I, I just kind of lost focus and felt a little defeated. You know, I felt that way after that, that fat crash. So uh, after doing like bajillion interviews with, with you know, full stack devs and, and whatnot, um, we both just, you know, we needed a, a break. So I haven't been out there as much as I should be, but we're getting after it again. And hopefully I can I can push through for the next month or two until we get that mint done. Perfect. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out there just in case, like if you didn't know already, they do host those spaces like, every week. Um, even me, I'm, I'm starting to do um, spaces for like NFT projects. Um, last time, who was it? The one I, I hosted one on Tuesday and then Eric hosted one. He's part of the Cosmos Spaces team. So if you follow me or Cosmos Spaces, you'll see that we schedule those like NFT creator type of um, spaces. Nice. I'll I'll turn the uh, the old notifications on. I already follow everyone. I'm just not amazing at using Twitter. <laughs> uh, also, in all of the discords, I'm on all of them, but I don't talk very much. I'm just a lurker. 
<laughs> Dude, we've actually been getting lucky. Like today, uh, no bugs have been like happening on Twitter Spaces. Usually, we'll have like people breaking up and like just a whole bunch bunch of issues with Twitter Spaces. But tonight, we just yeah, sit back and chat. Everybody's been been very very clear with their their uh, communication. Like it's really impressive. <laughs> Did you go to Decentral in Austin? No, I honestly, I've been trying to get to all these conferences and, and, you know, I, since I just switched from being a full-time truck driver, I used to, I mean, I drive, used to drive drunk dump truck, like biggest thing you can put on the road without, you know, an oversized sign. Um, and yeah, no, it's, I literally was able to, you know, travel for a month last year, take a big vacation in June to Hawaii. And, um, in January I quit my trucking job just uh you know pushed out and now i do some game testing for microsoft and work on the project here but that literally was all because of you know osmosis and and uh stargaze like i could not have done any of this without those tools dude you should drive a dumb truck really <laughs> that's scary yeah man big huge. ass truck and trailer <laughs> uh, are you do you guys remember tonka trucks or or am i or am i the yeah. only old guy <laughs> <laughs> Tonka truck NFTs or something like that, man. I oh, just, fuck. you know, the, I'm old enough where they actually made my toy trucks out of metal. <laughs> That's back in the day. But man, I would have fun with those Tonkas. Dude, I remember. I remember. You remember. <laughs> oh, gosh, dude. I used to have a collection of tractors from uh, John Deere, you know, and all. I would play in the sand with them, dude. I, I clearly remember. I'm not, I'm not that old, dude. But yeah, they, they still had them around when I was young. I had a metal dump truck too. It was awesome. So I remember like, the fire. You throw this dump truck through that window, and you just get the hell out of here. <laughs> really? <laughs> the fire escape. Jeez, <laughs> that's amazing. That, my, that dump truck was my fire escape plan. Yeah. What part of uh, the U.S. are you from, Tom? I'm out in Seattle, so Washington, PNW. Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. Anybody else out in the area? No, I'm from Michigan, bro. Ah, oh, nice, nice, nice. I was actually I was down in San Diego. I was here with Jerry, but he disappeared. Oh, Jerry. Yeah, Jerry's oh. out near Raleigh, North Carolina, and then Rusty's down in the in the what, is it the Houston area? Rusty, Houston, somewhere in there. So, um, yeah, we're all over the place. I love it. I love that oh, we nice. can have people all over the all over the globe. And you know, looking in this in our little uh, chat room, boy, we got. Uh, just an awesome collection of people coming in here to hang out with us. I love it. I love all these names. We're we're a tight little community. Yeah. What's up, good guys? Hey, hey what, how, how do you pronounce your name, bro? I, I think I'm uh, Sachi. Sachi. Like Sachi. Sachi. Yeah, Sachi. Sachi. Gotcha. What's up, what's guys? Up, Sachi? Uh, we just had the 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 spaces with knots. It was so much fun. Just wanted to check in with you guys. But yeah, I noticed a lot of the people are from uh like kind of pst area so that's really cool and i'm trying to organize something where we could um with tank where we could get a a meetup in uh las vegas so i think that's really a goal we should be striving for here what would that be for us to all get together in vegas things can that's happen cool. buddy <laughs> yeah, we might, we you might say that like vegas is ever safe <laughs> oh man God, dude, Vegas is so cool. My first time in Vegas was just crazy experience, man. Does anybody go to those week, shows? Yeah. Do you ever do you ever go to those like crazy shows? Um, Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil is that how you say it? 
Those shows are crazy, bro. We had one in Seattle here a month ago we went to. Ex- expensive, but worth it. You're like you totally, don't, totally worth it. it. You don't see them anywhere, man. Just Vegas. It's like, a, it's like 108 degrees there right now, though. It's the only bad thing. The heat is ridiculous. Did y'all see that there was like, they said that 2,000 cows died because of how hot it was? Like, all at once. I, I don't know. That's kind of crazy to me. <laughs> That's <but> crazy. No. <laughs> Where? It, up. it was like, like 2,000. They say, they estimate, right, in the article that it's 10,000 cows that died. But I'm just like, they're just trying to scare people. But, like, they said that there was like 2,000 that died from the heat in Kansas. So Mother Nature is turning them into stakes for us, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, is that staking rewards? In real Steak life? rewards right there. <laughs> Holy shit. Humor. <laughs> Dude, that is a lot of meat, bro, that probably went to waste. I mean, what would they do with all those yeah. cows? You know? uh, they, they said they burned them or whatever. So, yeah, that really sucks because I'm sure a lot of people could have used that food. That's what they were talking about is like food shortages and stuff like that. But I think the article is honestly like, like y'all guys. Look at this. I just I think that article is like kind of like written as kind of like a fear monger type thing, just personally. But like you know, I still like to read up on what people think is the news, right? <laughs> hmm. I'm gonna go to the top articles on Twitter and see if I can find it. I mean, that's 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 pretty big news, bro. That's a lot. It's a lot of food. Yeah, I just didn't understand their logic. It was like 2,000 cows based on how many were like like ordered to be like burned or whatever. And then they were like, but it could have been up to 10,000. We don't know. No, it's like, okay, it could have been up to 100,000. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I just, I hate that kind of writing. That reminds me of the show um, Yellowstone. I don't know if anybody's watched it, but Tricky just mentioned it. I'm like, and then like had to like kill all those cows and just burn them. Because I think they ate too much alfalfa or something. Maybe a poison alfalfa. I forget what they did. But if you guys haven't watched that show, Yellowstone, it's on Peacock. That show is like my favorite show right now. Some like billionaire cowboys going crazy. Okay. If if we're plugging shows, I love Amazon. I don't know if you guys have seen the series. It's an Amazon series called The, the Boys. Boys. Yes. And holy cow, I love it. I can't get my wife to watch it because she thinks it's just like regular superhero stuff. But I'm like, no, they're like, Real people that have real issues. It's it's awesome. It, I love it. It's that show. fucked up superhero shit. Is what it is. Like that main villain in that show. Just like he gives me the fucking creeps. Yeah, he's amazing though. Like his eyes and just the way he looks at people. Wow, it's oh, awesome. You you can tell he he like believes fully believes that he is hundred percent better than you are. <laughs> the boys. Oh, I never heard of that one, bro. Oh, you're lucky then. You get to watch all three seasons. Oh, man. I envy you. Seriously, I envy you because it's just, yeah, look up the boys on Amazon. It is, uh, okay, so don't have your kids around or anything when the boys are on because, yeah, it's it's a bit much, uh, but oh, it's, it's yeah. definitely for adults. Well, thank uh, you, Jerry. I needed yeah. something to watch. Yeah, but it's a really, really good series. It's, it's amazing. Wait a minute, Clay. Have you not watched Yellowstone yet? I mean, dude, I mean, you, you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just, I don't watch a lot of TV, um, throughout my life. I kind of like gave up after like, Hey Arnold, you know what I mean? <laughs> what? I used to watch Nickelodeon at my grandma's and that's about it. You know what I mean? After that, I was like, you know, 
I don't like this. <laughs> oh. Or like ah, real monsters back in the day. Yeah, all those like old school Nickelodeon Bro. cartoons were pretty cool. Hitting home, hitting home right now. Loved it. I mean, that's all. That's, we're all '90s kids, like '80s and '90s kids, and then we got some of the '70s and '60s. Like we're all outcasts, you know. Jerry, Jerry used to watch Tom and Jerry, right, Jerry? Absolutely. And you know, you're talking about like the uh, the garbage pail kids. Rusty and I were talking about that, and we're doing a play on it called Cosmo Cans. We're gonna have kids popping out of cans as an NFT, and I'm looking forward to launching that series. And we're gonna have a lot of fun with it. But yeah, we're we're all '80s '80s and uh, early '90s kids at heart. Hundred percent, absolutely. Half the time when I'm in these spaces, I feel pretty old. Is that where you get your creativity from, Jerry? From all those cartoons you used to watch? Is that how you? I, I think. I think. <laughs> I think it is. I think I probably owe some like old cartoon people money or something. You know, I got I got the knots, and it's kind of like you know Ultron ish. Uh, you know, they're like robotic space fighters, and then they can all combine into like a mega knot. And then we got Cosmo cans, kids popping out of cans, and yeah, I think I, I'm just a product of the '80s. I'm stuff back out here, but I love doing it. It's so much fun. Tell, oh, yeah. tell me, you guys all watch the watch Thundercats? Oh, dude, yes, Thundercats is awesome. Love Thundercats. Nope, not me. I, I don't know if it's an older show or something. But I, I'm with you. I couldn't get into it either. You know, you know what it's all about? Samurai fucking Jack. That's what's what it's about. Oh yeah, Cartoon Network, dude. Cartoon Network had some good shows, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, I always watch so Dexter's Lab. Oh, so fire. Oh well, you guys grew up on cable. Like I had channel like two, four, seven, and eleven when I was an '80s kid. So whatever was on the main, like over the air, coming through like the rabbit antennas into my my little fuzzy box TV. That's all Jerry was watching. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> You had a TV that was the size of a fucking like fridge, huh, bro? Like the ones that looked like furniture. Uh, I mean, it was it was wide, but it wasn't huge because we were just like working class family. Yeah, it was like a, a box TV, and it actually had the you actually had the dials, and it was like four or five different channels, and you would turn the the dials on it to you know the channels, and every time you turned the channel, you'd have to go up to the rabbit ears on top. And turn the rabbit ears to find the airways over the head. I mean, this is this is uh you know great stuff. To <laughs> I guess it's it's for the memories, bud. But yeah, <laughs> old times. I Dude. I bring that up because like we had a we had a huge TV. It was like wood, bro. It was fucking wood. It wasn't even plastic. It was made out of wood, and the speakers were like behind behind this like fashion. It was the most ugliest TV in the world, and I don't even know how my parents got it in the damn house. So this thing was enormous. But I mean, it was color TV and it had like, you know, good sound, but it was just enormous, dude. All right. There's, there's our, our new NFT collection, old ass TVs with retro fucking shows screen. That's the whole uh, NFT. That would yeah. be hot. That would be hot. I'm not going to take that. That's your idea. Go with it, man. Cause that, that's lit. Old what's school up, TVs. On Speaking about boomers, we got one in here. Uh, what's up, Rusty? Oh God, the ultimate boomer! I, I, I just fucking turned forty-two yesterday, man. So I, I think forty-two is the new forty. So um, happy birthday, Rusty! Belated. Happy yeah. birthday! Yeah, th thank Dang. you, thank you. But 
Yeah, man, the big-ass box TVs, man. Once you had one of those, man, that fucker never moved anywhere, man. That was a piece of furniture pretty much your whole life growing up. So um, just wanted to drop in and, and say what's up. And to uh, the space site, uh, if you ever need help with that uh, calculator, let me know, man. I was just helping somebody with uh, one of those calculators earlier today. So just give me give me a shout. And then uh, Michael is definitely an NFT whale, man. This dude was showing me his shit at the Central Con and uh, – Pulled out his phone and started whipping through all his NFTs. This dude's big time. So, anyone on here with a collection, man, reach out to him. <laughs> Thank yeah, you, dude. He's gonna Michael. make it. Thank Michael, you, brother. You can, you can call me your stars. You gotta send me your stars address. I owe you an NFT, bro. bro. I, I actually do owe you, owe you one, though, Michael. But, uh, no, no, no. You, you don't owe me anything. Hey, Rusty, it's uh, Primus from Zenshay Labs here. What up, bud? Stepped up. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Just happy oh, birthday, fantastic. man. Oh, thank you. So thank I you. Yeah, man. Say, getting, really, yeah. You're getting, a great person. Greatly over at, uh, in Austin. I hope you had a good time. I, I did have a good time, man. Yeah, I had a, I had a great time. I wish I would have could have stuck around more, but, you know, day yeah. job and family responsibilities, so I had to sneak back, but. It was really nice to get to put, uh, you know, a face to people's, you know, Twitter profile because, you know, yeah. most people don't look like what you think they do when you meet them in real life. So, like I was well, saying, right. I think <laughs> Michael looks just like Ted Nugent. So, <laughs> don't know if he's ever heard that before. Yeah, but but you you you, you blew everyone's mind away. I mean, you your your height, your voice doesn't match your height. That 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 one was something else. But anyway, you guys were talking about. Um, you know, old TVs. Uh, yes. Well, they were because in my time they were actually shelves as well. They had shelves, pure wood. These things, right? And um, you know, we we are ju just hit them on the head. Just your three bangs, and you get a second channel. When 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 <laughs> when it was raining or anything like that, you lose all the channels. But yeah, and Rusty, you want to add ten to your age? That's where we sit. Yeah, so man. we're we're beyond the eighties now. We're talking seventies, yeah. I remember like waking up at like four in the morning, like all tired and discombobulated, and seeing just static TV and being Poltergeist, That's, like, bro. Only thing that could happen back <laughs> yeah. then. I don't see any fuzzy channels no more. <laughs> Yeah, that's some that's some scary shit, man. But yeah, like Jerry was saying, growing up without cable, man, you just watched whatever the hell was on there, man. There was only a few channels, and um, that was it. And I, I'm, uh, you know, on vacation, and I was talking to my son about. Uh, I was like, just put on uh, Netflix or something. He's like, oh, there's nothing to watch. I'm like, fuck, man. And there's like a thousand damn shows. If you're a bit wrong with you, then this is crazy. I think he meant there's nothing good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's there there's something, man. If you can't find something on there, you know, for a for an eleven year old or a twelve year old, damn. I mean, we would have killed for that in my day, bro. When I can't find nothing fucking to watch on on Netflix, like I just start looking at uh the the comedy specials they have on there. Those are pretty good. They make you laugh. They get you, you know, they just tear you up a little bit. That was really fun. Whoever put on, I think it was trendy who put on the. While we were at Decentral. Oh shit, that was hilarious, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Real quick, um, 
Clay, uh, so what happened? The uh, so real quick when we were at the central, we all shared a house, but we were outside and you know there was like this little neighborhood kid who was selling weed or whatever. But <laughs> did he shoot somebody? Dude, you were, I, you weren't there for that, I guess, dude. But I mean, I don't, we don't like to no. I, I left like the day before I mean, or something. This story is crazy. He had gone up to the balcony to discuss important matters, and Gaines had come. <laughs> Gaines had come with us, right? And so, you know, we're just standing outside, and all of a sudden, a um, a, I don't know what you would call it, but a whole bunch of cyclists. Um, we're riding down the street and, you know, it was like, it was like Austin night out on your bike. You know what I mean? Like it was the neighborhood. It was just people having fun riding down the street together on bikes. And there was about 200, right. And, um, um, so then like we heard like a, and like the bikers around there were like, Ooh, and then we saw a biker turn around. And this is all going on with that house that you had just, uh, you know, referenced. And uh, so this guy goes back to the house and he's like, what motherfucker come out here? I think that they threw something at him because the little boy had a bunch of friends over. So I'm I'm assuming that they threw something at one of the bikers. He got hit and got upset and turned around and went back to that house and he started banging on the door. And was like, get out here, you know what I mean? And then uh, we instantly knew that something was about to happen. And so the guy got back on his bike and started running down the street. But then that kid came out and like said, get out of here. And then he like shot three or four shots in the air. Not not like up in the air. He shot him towards the guy. But it was kind of like you could tell he was like pointing the gun upward. But at the same time, like I know those bullets are on the um, – on the ground of that like elementary school because it was like right across the street so it's just so crazy zavala elementary that's that's yeah that happened crazy that happened at about i don't even know i don't i think it was like 10 p.m it wasn't even that late you know maybe it was like 9 or 10 p.m and uh it was just wild to see i don't know if that was like a random encounter or if that guy knew that guy, I don't know. I have no idea what happened there, but it was honestly pretty scary. That that's what happens when like a new uh, gentrifiers were there there before it was gentrified yeah. or something. Um, yeah. But wow, that's that's crazy, man. That's, yeah, it was scary. It was kind of a little hard to sleep that night, but the next morning we got up and it was time to get out of there. So it was you know towards the end where. It was just like kind of like let's get out of here type of thing, but yeah, it was a super weird time. And like, I feel like this is something that people make up to like, oh, we have a badass story to tell. Like, no, this, none of this is made up. It's just so crazy. I can't even like. I was kind of there thinking like, what the hell did I just see? Kind of thing. But yeah, it's just so weird. Uh, you know, I bet you were wishing you had your Tonka truck for a quick escape. Yeah, I needed to throw. I needed that. I needed that dump truck to throw out the window. Yeah, I sure did. That that's um, yeah, that's crazy, man. I'm glad we didn't ever said anything to that kid, right? I mean, you don't want to get yeah. shot by the little like 15 year old kid across the street, right? That's you never yeah, want to get exactly. shot. Wait, wait a minute, Rusty. Someone has a conspiracy theory. Um, they said that 
put on this because you were the one that talked <laughs> to those kids in the beginning. You were the one. You knew those kids, man. How did we know this wasn't all just a setup to scare us and never come back to Austin? No, man. If, if y'all don't come back, then I'll never get to see you again. That's that, <laughs> that's that's a terrible idea. Yeah, I'm just glad that wasn't on the night that I visited. Uh, you know, I don't know what I would have done then. Yeah, yeah, when you're like waiting for your Uber or something. Exactly, like because I was out there for a while, especially when I, when I was waiting for were you guys. Bro, we're sorry. Yeah, no, that's nah, all right. Uh, we, we had a great time that night, didn't we? That was good. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Jacob? I seen that you popped up here a while ago, but we got kind of carried away with the, the conversation. No, you, you guys cool. I'm just listening right now. What, what, why don't you go to, to Austin, bro? What happened? Oh, uh, I had like to stay home. My mom is moving out, so I'm playing. On, I'm helping her, so that's why I didn't, I didn't go. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, uh, I was so. Nah, glad I because... stuff, so. I, but I'm I definitely had... gonna be at uh, Cosmos first, though. Yeah, I was gonna say, what do you guys think about that? Who's going? I'm I'm gonna be there. <laughs> what, what is this? The Cosmos verse? Yeah. What is this? Columbus? Columbia. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of far, man. <laughs> that's like my my first time outside of US in a long time, so <laughs> let's see. It's sad because I had tickets to the Terra D app and then I canceled it. And then like one week later they're like, Oh, we're gonna have this and all that. Bro, you know how much those tickets were for um for what do you call it? For uh, the central, like they were like five hundred fucking bucks, bro. Yeah, like, you, it was like yeah, fifty for the Terra thing. Yeah, but if you had a ticket for Terra, you could have got into the central for free. Oh my god! Yeah, see, like stuff. I was just kind of angry, bro. Cause I got wrecked. Oh. So I was just like, whatever. Well, luckily Clay hooked me up with a sweet little promo code that got me like a hundred and something bucks off. Thanks for that, Clay. I appreciate that. Hell yeah. No, yeah. because I know like the cost the cost for tickets is cheaper than that. Wasn't last year like thirty four bucks or something like that? The, the the expensive part is getting the hell out there to getting out to Portugal or getting out to Colombia. <laughs> How much does it cost, Rusty? I'm I'm not I'm not certain to be honest. Uh, I don't. Know. I haven't checked yet too. <laughs> oh God, Did you like? Did you drive out to where you're at right now, or did you fly? No, 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 that's just like in Galveston. That's just right outside of Houston, bud. Oh, I okay. thought you were in, I thought you were in Mexico. That's cool. No, no, no. <laughs> um no, that would be a lot nicer than uh Galveston. But uh <clears throat> no, just a little a little short little trip with the family, spend some time together and my daughter's birthday is the day before my birthday, so <clears throat> went out to the beach and uh Schlitterbahn and uh just hanging out, but I um I went to Slitterbond one time and I rode the Master Blaster. It took like it took like yes. an hour and a half to get on that because I think it was like pretty brand new at the time, and I think it was the tallest roller or uh, water roller coaster it, in the world at the time. So the uh, the new tallest one is at the one at Galveston. But let me tell you real quick. So I splurged and bought the Fast Pass. It was like two hundred bucks for my whole family to you know, to cut in line. So holy shit though, man, at this, at the Schlitterbahn, which is a water park, people don't know, in Galveston, man, I mean, I swear, man, these people wanted to, 
to murder me and my family because you're sitting in line and you're waiting. <laughs> Literally, you could be waiting for two hours, right? And then we up to the front of the damn line and people are just like murdering you with their eyes and talking shit. And I mean, it's like almost dangerous. I was like, man. Like, my kids were like let's go on that one again i was like no i was like something bad could happen to us was like it's crazy yeah because i waited about two hours for the master blaster when i was a kid man and uh yeah that took a long time yeah and just imagine somebody just walking up in front of you and just like i mean literally there was no line man we would just so what they do is they divide everything into one side, like the haves and the have-nots, man. I'm sorry. I paid the 200 extra bucks. Yeah, it must be nice to be rich, bro. Dude, you know what? <laughs> I I understand the feeling because I've been on the other side, and I've seen these fuckers just go to the front of the line, but I want to be that dude. So I paid Yeah, now, now you're one of those fuckers. So, yeah, yeah you earned right. it. <laughs> I'm a line. I'm a water park elitist now. It's your your birthday. You deserve it. You know, one day to be a little bit smug. Go for it. Water park whale. It felt great to be. I'm sorry. You should have been an asshole and been like, wow, like just say it all loud. Like, I can't believe I would have had to wait it that long. <laughs> Look at these peasants. Yeah, just get on and smirk at them all hard and just like, see you at the bottom, losers. <laughs> no, dude, I was worried I was going to get shanked, man. I wasn't, I wasn't playing around. I was not making eye contact. It's like when you see like a clown or something or somebody doing like balloon animals or a mariachi, you don't make eye contact, man. It was the same thing with this. No eye contact. Contact. Were you were you walking around without your shirt? Well, it's a water park. Of course I was. But exactly. Still, Ain't nobody fucking with you, bro. You got more tats and shit, man. He's six seven too. Yeah, he's big, dude. This guy's a big dude. It's it's all fat, man. I ain't messing with you. When's the first NF? When, when's the first not uh, tattoo that you're gonna get? I don't know. Those, maybe maybe when we're drunk in uh, Colombia, we can go to some <laughs> shitty little yes. tattoo place and get one. I'll get one if if uh, Jerry gets one. No, I, I, I love Ains it. He's gonna have his ball and chain there, so he ain't he ain't gonna be there. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Well, we'll bring her along. We could all get tattoos. We can get like uh, the you know the little hearts like that people get. One says best, and the other one says friend. We can do that, but with uh, Cosmos spaces and not. So <laughs> me and you were gonna get that tattoo, Rusty. You know why don't why don't we all get the knots symbol tattoo? I mean, it looks sharp, black and gold. You can't, can't go wrong, guys. Thank well, you, Jerry. We yeah, we could we could do that, man. We could put our names in hats, and everyone could get like a matching one to somebody else, and we'd all be connected forever. Nah, I would I would prefer uh, to get the actual super, like yeah. like the Osmo knot. The Osmo knots look sick. I would get like a small little Osmo knot. Right on my, like, I don't know, my calf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I, I'm down for that. Megan, we'll, we'll talk about that. We're going to put our not symbol on the small of Gaines back. We're going to do the tramp stamp. <laughs> <laughs> I, will pay for, I will pay for him to get that. And then we could turn that into an NFT, your tramp stamp. <laughs> Redeemable, <laughs> man. I hope that gives line of free mint at least. Oh, it, it definitely be free mint. All royalties can go to like 
you know, some charity of gains is choosing. There you go. <laughs> well, I like is that, that what like that. is that what the soulbound NFTs are all about? Has anybody heard about those? The 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 free mint is the is the new is the new way to go apparently. So just, just free mint and then charge a higher uh, royalty. It's something that Jerry and I have been discussing. So uh, gotcha. there's a lot of potential to that. Yeah, and, yeah. and the soulbound ones are just non transferable, kind of like badges. You you can do that in OmniFlix now, where you you can send NFTs out and make it so they're non transferable. So wherever you send it to, it stays there forever. Kind of interesting. I wonder what I, I wonder what that would be like a good use case for. Like, what are people planning to do? Like things around soul founded NFTs. Does any does like anybody you, have any ideas? You could do uh, I'll say identity, like your like your ID. Because you don't assume like a uh, car, like car stuff, like DMV stuff. Because as soon you as soon the DMV send it to you, they don't want you to sell it to someone else. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I might be, I might be wrong there, but like in game item, like there's some game item you don't want someone to sell it. That's your character. You can make it that way. So that's the identity in in the you, game. You know, you know what I could see, uh, Jacob, in the future. Like, so a, a lot of decks, right? We we know they're around now. Well, if you spend so much time on a decks, trading, doing swaps, eventually you get to like earn a soulbound NFT which, you know, maybe might lower your trading fees. And that thing won't be transferable, so that always will stick to that wallet. Oh, That's, okay. that's, what, I, that's what I could see these Soulbound NFTs in the future being used for, like trading fee discounts, some shit like that. The thing, the thing with that also, uh, let's say I want to KYC someone, I could just send them a, a, a Soulbound NFT and now I know that wallet forever or something like that. So there's some job back to that too. man there's so many cool things coming out though you know so many different use cases for <laughs> nfts it's nuts we've been I talking about is... nfts like all this whole twitter space basically yeah have you seen the uh the dow dow testing it yet uh that the, they're working on it's gonna launch soon you'll be able to um i think create a dow nft so making the nft become the dow token that's that was a cool, yeah. That's what I'm excited for. So basically, you're able to vote with the NFTs. Like, right. Galactic dude. Punks on Terra had one of the the, the, the best DAOs. Like, they, they, I think Stargaze Punks, like, they're on the way to do that, too. Yeah, because I feel like you might, you might not even need a token if, if you have an NFT, you know what I mean? Like, the NFTs, I would love to do it that way for, for Skymark. The NFT is a token, in a sense. What's your thought on that, Wasty? No, Jacob, I haven't. I haven't seen the new the new testament yet. I haven't. Uh, haven't been up to date with that. But that that sounds pretty. Hey, did you guys mint the um the the X collection today from PS Labs? No, is there a new one came out? Yeah, there was another drop today. I, I it's like a ten thousand supply, so I think you guys can still grab some, but. Basically, it gives you um, the right every NFT you hold. You get a monthly morph for any keywords you put in, and you you get a new NFT every month. So, I, I got Dude, a few of them. I, pretty, I pretty heard cool. them talking about that morphing thing. That's on. Yeah, like, like actually, you could like we, yeah. We just posted an interview of we interviewed PS Labs and they told us everything about it. So, 
if you guys want to learn more. Is, Wait, is, that, like, is that like every month forever? Yeah, like uh, kind of like the stopa I had, like a monthly more. How does, how does the mouth work? What's, what's that? I'm confused. Uh, basically, if you hold the NFT, each NFT you have, you get to go there in this lab. They call it the lab. And each month you get to put in the keywords and then you get your NFT morphed for whatever keywords you have oh, and every I month. Like the AI generated. It's Yeah, yeah, AI generated. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of similar to the thing I'm doing for. Uh, so for SkyMark NFT, uh, we go into L-Drop next week. Now this coming week, I think, uh, our banner to each SkyMark older. So, yeah. Like a Twitter banner? Yeah, like a Twitter banner, but yeah. Well, you could use it for something else. So it doesn't have to be Twitter, but just yeah. like a gift to the SkyMonks holder, like the one who everybody will like who take a chance on the project and yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was I was going to ask you guys, um, I was in the, I think, uh, Stargaze and PS Labs um, spaces, uh, the host one, it was uh, yesterday. Um, but I didn't get a chance to speak because um, I don't know what happened. They just wouldn't let anyone come up and speak. Um, the question I want to ask, I'll probably ask you guys in this community, you know, like with PS Labs, they seem to be like an umbrella corporation and create artwork for other projects in terms of like whole collections. What do you think like, like that? Like, like one umbrella corporation, creative projects for other projects, and then potentially having like rugs that just like say can can do like a pop up box of a of a, a Discord and, and a Twitter and then say they bought a collection from from PS Labs, like what do you, like do you feel do you feel any sort of way or is it just me feeling a sort of way when I when I heard it because I just thought because there was another team that was on there that was saying that they've purchased a, a collection and it's going to come by the end of the month and I just felt that I saw having you put because you've put your name on that product now already because they said it's going to come through the ps lab so you'll know that it's from ps labs uh yeah. but it's just like like i just think that's so sketchy and it's, it's, it's sketchy in one way and then obviously it's also potentially ruining your brand because at the end of the day you worked hard to create that that established that brand as uh and trustworthy and then you just selling your soul just to kind of get more people to 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 produce more i don't know i just i i felt a little bit sketchy when i heard i wanted to ask that question how how are they vetting these people or are they vetting these people or are they just letting people you know buy because he said i think they were on terror and that because like most of the projects on there were, were from ps labs so like i imagine most of the some of the collections didn't make it so like it's classed as a rug so it's come through their collection it's it's risky but at the same time Think of it like, uh, like Stargaze is kind of a, if it's in its infancy, so they have this experience under their belt, like of running a successful project and uh, doing these labs and having like a lot of behind the scenes dev work. So I think they could definitely help new people out. And if they choose to rug, I mean that's on them. Like anyone can kind of rug at any time, but yeah, it's 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 risky. I, I agree with you. Yeah, because I, I think it's just because obviously they put their reputation on the line because um, that, for example, that community holders will go back to say to PSL and say, well, you know, you, you've authenticated this this collection for them. 
or you've, you've generated this collection for them. And if you establish a roadmap to say that they're trying to do X, Y, and Z, were they, were they, were they doxxed and things like, I guess like, you know, you know, proof, proofing it and, and vetting it in that way, because at the end of the day, one, what they're saying, they want to be in so many blockchains um, and like saying things like this are going to happen. And how do you kind of like counterattack something like this happening? And like say having a, a bad taste in your mouth with Cosmos, is, if for example, they're supplying a lot more projects with them, and then them projects aren't fulfilling their their obligations. Yeah, like uh, he talked to me in our interview. He said that he actually doxed himself, and sad to say, people were going to his personal business in real life and like calling his phone and uh, annoying him, and like even on his wedding day and stuff, and like harassing him in real life. So I could see why he kind of wants to stay away from that. But if if you want to find it, he's he's still doxed out there. What's up, Gaines? Or uh, Grits? Sorry. Hey, can you guys hear me? What's up, Grits? Yeah, how about that Lego ripoff scam that's going to yeah, come That was here. bullshit. Yeah, what we you, talked about it earlier. That? Yeah. They, they, uh, their Twitter they, is gone. I, oh, really? <laughs> I checked it today, Grits. Yeah, because I was like, I was like, there's no way these dudes could. That was just a straight ripoff. And I sent it to Jerry yesterday and I checked it today and their account's already down. It's like, I'm sure the Knots guys know a starving artist. Like, why don't you guys pay somebody? People might support your project instead of scamming everyone. Yep. It it didn't. Like, I saw you, Grits, had called them out. And maybe, was it Homestead? Uh, I, I don't know. A couple of people I saw commented on there. But, uh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, that was just low, low effort, man. That that wasn't me calling him out, but I think I made a retweet of some of the people that did I call think, him out. I think Ambito was the one um, sharing stuff on Twitter about him and, and someone else, but that's what yeah, I saw the my... community does, man. They're very vigilant, so. Yeah, yeah Ambito, Ambito's usually stuff. first to everything, and Grits is, <laughs> he doesn't sleep. They're beast. I actually just got my... Uh, Twitter working in blue stacks on my computer, so I'm actually using a real microphone now, which is great. So Dude, I won't be I won't be sounding underwater way anymore. Way better, bro. For sure. Yeah, I know. Way better. So annoying. I'm gonna get a upgrade my mic setup now that I can do this. So awesome, man. What's up, Cryptomaniac? I know you came up. Uh, yes, up? this is Cryptomaniac. Uh, this is uh, regarding the um, PS Labs uh, platform too, and I was holding X tokens, and fortunately, I minted another three X tokens. So I was uh, I was just going through the CS uh, CS uh, interview. Uh, does anyone have any idea if uh, PS Labs are uh, going to allow uh, Star? Uh, Cosmos customers to sell on their renders, which they're going to make from the labs on uh, Stargaze. And uh, second question is, uh, does any of the NFT builders have any idea of, you know, taking the interest of the buyer into consideration and give them an offer like, you know, uh, if you're not satisfied with the NFT, we have a buyback. So that will be instilling a good confidence of an excellent project. Uh, I'll I'll jump in, Cryptomaniac. Um, I'm with Knots, um, and we have a buyback program. We do that on on all of our um, NFTs. But the 
the thing with the buyback program is, to be honest, we haven't bought back one because most everyone can sell up in our buyback. But we had, so like for our Juno knots, we, we did it at one Juno, but this was when Juno was around 40 something bucks. So um, on those, it's one Juno. But yeah, we do the buyback program. We always want to keep the interest of the community in there because we want to keep our we want to keep value for all the holders. So um, we put that out there, and it's just another way to offer a utility. If somebody doesn't want it, come to us, no questions asked, and we'll um, always buy them back from you. Yeah, yeah. You you talked about you're going to be able to sell the more. Like, I don't know if actually you're going to be able to list it on the marketplace, but like Stargaz just implemented the new feature where you could actually directly sell it to someone. So I think like this could be, it could have some scams, like some scammers do like not fulfill the possible, but I think it's cool if, if you can't list a certain NFT on the secondary market, like you could sell it directly. How would, how would that work with like uh, royalties though? And how would you, how would you not get scammed if, um, I guess maybe if there was like a smart contract or somewhere where you could do that through some platform, but otherwise, yeah, I could see a lot of people um, yeah. getting scammed. Like, it's a super awesome idea, and I love it that they're implementing it. Like, no questions asked, they're putting it, and they're going to fix it later. But yeah, like, there needs to be some sort of CDW or something, like, where you could confirm, like, the transaction and it's held in escrow somewhere. Uh, by a third party because someone is absolutely it's like my kids play roblox and there's something where you can do trades or whatever but apparently my kids have been ripped off a bunch from other people i'm like you gotta put trust <laughs> yeah. in these people yeah dude like can't it's sad but you can't trust people i honestly i think in this community like you it, it could work because I, I think there's a lot of like good-hearted people here and honest humble people I think that comes down to accountability, like holding, holding, like you say, projects and people accountable for any action. The community have to like back that kind of, um, kind of idea or, or or kind of like culture of like you say, we hold people accountable for anything that they do. Um, we used to do that on Terra. Um, so just making sure that, like you say, we protect our own at first initially i'm making sure that they they look at, at the end of the day we don't want people to move away from the cosmos we want to bring people in so when someone else talks to somebody outside of uh crypto or someone in crypto but says well on cosmos this is what they do in terms of accountability there's things in place that that, that doesn't happen or it's a framework um i think that will only thing we'll do is, is incre increase our volume of, of people coming into the space yeah i definitely agree and like with my project, we do market researches on top projects. So like we're going to be coming out with research on like projects we see potential in. And we'll also do projects if it's, if it's like an obvious rug, we'll actually like state that and let, let people know before they mint it. I think the space needs that kind of thing. I was talking about that earlier where like, like I don't like to point my finger at a project and say, yeah, this is trash. But, you know, if... Um, if you can alert the community to like an obvious rug, I think that's a needed thing for the space because yeah, uh, we, like we're just, we're, they're going to get worse club. and worse. They're going to get worse and worse, you know? Yeah. Like if we saw with the geckos club, they're 
blatantly copied from Terra, and they just mint it on the all page. Yeah, I think and, there was a Bored Ape one on Secret, too. Yeah, like, this is the thing, and that's the intern. Like, I see uh, with Stargaze, you could, anyone could list anything at any time, and it's not really vetted or anything. I think maybe they should have some sort of uh, screening process, like, not like the feature tab, but a quick one. And if, like, they don't have a team for it, they should hire someone, I think. Yeah, maybe, like, a community, um, like, forum. Like, they've, like, this has been talked about before, like, I think Tricky wanted to do a, an idea like this where it's like NFTs are rated by the community and not by, by like rarity. So it gets kind of input on, um, you know, projects and like you, you, there's a place to kind of go see what the community thinks about things. That's smart. And then like if it, it's, it's determined like by how many stars you hold is how much voting governance you have. Like that's a great idea. Yeah, that's a, that's a great idea, and I, I guarantee you, it's just um, they don't have enough people, probably. But your community could do that. I mean, people sniff shit out really quick. I mean, people in the NFT community here are really sharp and know what the hell they're hell they're talking about. They could easily uh, too much because you you want that direct link. We rely on that a lot too because it's hard to get on the launch pad, but. Um, yeah, you could easily just like a mod community or something, and yeah, you could do it on stars or however. Doesn't it have to be community led? Because isn't Stargaze permissionless? Yeah, it's like owned by the community basically. So yeah, there's That's like good no ideas. Anything else you guys are excited for coming that. up? Hello, I'm excited for a lot. Like there's, I just see each week it's like getting better and better, and I I just see all these. I'll, even though the price and we're in a bear market and like stuff is getting wrecked, the NFTs are holding up. Like that that's how you know people aren't leaving and people are here to stay. And this isn't like this isn't just a bubble. This is like a real community, like a family. Yeah, I like what you said about the NFTs because that just uh that's that's where I've gone in this. Like I'm still of course stacking coins. I've gone more like just kind of diving into nfts and see what's going on in that space because i think somebody else said it like in cosmos especially in nfts and especially in cosmos it's like there's such positive hum people here that really make a difference in the world and it's exciting to be a part of that like energy so um yeah i, I definitely agree with that 100 percent what's the have you look at secret like mentioned on secrets yeah, we we've we've held some talks with them. Um, definitely want to launch something on Stash. There's a couple things we would need to do, but um, yeah, that's definitely in the okay. pipeline. And um, like I've said before, I really really am big on Shade. So um, there's just so many fun ideas you could you could do with that. So think about the play on secret and privacy and what kind of different knots and stuff you could do. But I actually. I uh, need to know more about Secret. Uh, I just got hired at High Finance as a moderator. So, yeah. they're, they're an AMM. Congrats, bud. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Secret is pretty dope. I don't know. They just need to do more, improv- more improvement on the chain. After that, I feel like it should get better. When I first started staking it, it was pretty glitchy. But now it's smooth. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely had some pain points before, but 
<laughs> it's got privacy by default, which I mean, it's smart because, you know, like if, if you have a successful currency, you have to have a way to privately transact it. And like, there's a way to do that with dollars. And there just isn't, there wasn't a way to do that with crypto other than like Monero or something like that, or, you know, not in the IBC ecosystem. So that's when I found Secret and Secret uses IBC and has that privacy by default where you can send secret transactions and actually you own the key like to see those transactions ever want to like share that key with somebody else you have the ability to do that so it's not like you know that that information is hidden from everybody forever um you actually have the key and own your data which is what crypto should all be about like web3 is like all about ownership and that's why a lot of people are so bullish on secret is because it has that utility built into the token. You know what I mean? So that's why a lot of people are bullish on it. And then it has IBC, which <clears throat> is a utility all on its own for a token to connect to this ecosystem and be a part of what, what IBC is like that in itself, like locks uh, unlocks like tremendous value for those tokens. So uh, I just think of that as like a secondary utility to secret. I agree, dude, because Anons, I saw this Anons project and they're on secret and I was, I love the art. So I was like trying to get a whitelist and stuff. And I see uh, like secret, it's kind of not as easy to buy as stars or osmosis, you know, because it's like kind of separate. And all I really think the community needs is someone to like really explain what secret, like the, how, where a safe place to buy it and like really show you step by step. And like people would really adopt it because it has great tokenomics, proof of stake. Like everything is super awesome on it. I think it's really the future. Hey, so I actually, I actually was offered a whitelist for one. So do you think I should go for that? Hell yeah, dude. dude. I mean, I, I wouldn't turn down a whitelist. <laughs> That's just you me. gotta go. You gotta go. Yeah, the Anon community is, is pretty. You know, yeah, yeah. Please go for it if you want to regret it. <laughs> go for it, definitely. And hey, you know I me, mean? but like, but like, what are like the special perks that you get for holding? Well, hell yeah, dude! It's just a chill space on a Friday. We're just chilling. If anybody wants to come up, let us know. Or if you have anything you want to talk about, let us know. Clay, can you um, hear me? Just chilling. Yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear me, Clay? Oh, I think they can, can I hear you? <laughs> I don't. I don't think he can hear me. Tell Tell Clay I'm talking right now. We We can hear you. Clay. Clay. What's up? Clay. Can you hear Gaines? Oh, no, I can't hear Gaines. I don't know why. Can you hear me now, That's so weird. I see him unmuting the the thing. Yeah, he's talking. Hold on one second, guys. My bad. I didn't mean to talk over Gaines. No, (laughs) it's all good. And I'm going to join. Yeah, it was funny because Gaines was talking about how Twitter Spaces was running so good. He was like, yeah, it's great. You know, it's so perfect. But, yeah, I can't hear you. My bad, I didn't mean to do that. But yeah, somebody told me, I think it was yeah. Gaines actually just now, he said it was like an O, uh, the Anons was like an OG project from, from the, from Secret. Yeah, I think they were the first NFTs. The first oh, are you play. serious? Yeah. Like, can you hear me now, bro? Yeah, we can. Crazy. Yeah, I can hear you now. Dude, 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 Grits, please. Like, if you can get a whitelist for the Anons, dude, just for sure get it because for me, that that's the one thing I'm saving up for right now is Really? When okay. things are minting, man, I'm I'm gonna get as many as I can I can afford, I guess, because they might be pricey. I 
I figured they're gonna be a, a few hundred bucks, right, Clay? Yeah, they were on one fifty yeah. secret Pro, profile. Oh, picture. I didn't know. I didn't know the mint was already set. But yeah, I met Ranger at uh, Decentral, and he's he's just really excited. And uh, he was telling me about Shade and the uh, Anons Two community, and I'm excited. How do you buy well, Secret? Because I was trying to. You have to buy it only on desktop, huh? Because I usually use Kepler on my phone. Because it's like. Well, no, I was I was gonna say, man, like Secret used to be hard to buy before it was on Osmosis, but now I just I just go to Osmosis and buy it there. Yeah, and oh. then you can swap it in Kepler with the Secret swap. Oh, thing. awesome! Yeah, yeah, it's not hard at all. That hard, yeah. Ooh, thanks. Man. Yeah, you just need to convert it to secret secrets on the Kepler. Yeah, that's the only thing that you got to do. Like whenever you buy an NFT or like interact with like a secret smart contract. Yeah, I was scared today because I was uh, minting the PS Labs and I had to get some funds from my uh, CEX. And there's like APOC, I guess. On there's a lot of uh, traffic on the on the on osmosis and it took like an hour so i was like "Ooh, i hope it gets there in time Not yeah, there, there was, there was an it. issue with yeah osmosis had an issue earlier today projects i think yeah i yeah, used to buy bnb and then swap it on a, a secret swap for a secret yeah see that's the stuff i'm talking about like i don't i'm not familiar with that stuff so like if someone were to like promote this stuff, I think like it would really help. Yeah, I should probably do a video about it because you just uh, all you had yeah. to do was like trade the BNB to secret BNB using the bridge, and then you trade it from secret to uh, oh. S secret. That makes sense. That makes sense. There, there's also button swap now. I don't know if y'all are familiar with that, but instead of going to secret swap or Sienna network. You can do a button swap, and it's it'll give you the best price. So when you're doing your swap, so if you swap, you know, an Osmosis or Juno swap to Secret, and then you want to buy something else out there, uh, check that one out. It's really cool. Yeah, and they do a Yulag aggregator too. So if if you farm in Secret, you can deposit your token there. Yeah, like Osmosis is cool, but I think like after we saw the issues they had, like it's. Uh, really important to have um, some competition and like some some nice friendly competition so they could push each other to grow like I think it's only healthy it, yeah it, definitely having that redund redundancy is important go ahead uh, Rusty sorry no 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 I was just saying there, there's more competition coming but yeah absolutely you're right the redundancy you saw when <clears throat> when osmosis went down and then Juno swap was couldn't couldn't handle the full load so um definitely need some more competition out there i like juno swap it's pretty simplistic i hope it does better with the raw token and all that in the future yeah i, I like it it's just it's really bare bones um they need somebody to come in there and spruce it up a little bit man they need an interior designer in there too sounds like you're the man for the job <laughs> no not at all man somebody somebody a lot smarter than me and a lot more artistic than me but um but yeah and you could even see the the obviously on stargaze the traffic was down right because of the liquidity issues with osmosis going down so we definitely need some more options out there hey clay i'm setting up here a quick giveaway 
for the people who are listening to this Twitter space if they want to get entered into a one out whitelist for the the Anon. I'm doing two winners for the Anon out whitelist. So we, I think these people are probably the best, or this oh, audience yeah. is the best to give it to you because it's just been NFTs all night, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. like, it's easy too to participate. You just you see the link I pinned here to the top. If you follow that link in our Discord, we have like a giveaway channel, and then just go to that giveaway channel and enter in there. Just react to the little like emoji. We haven't done a we haven't done a little giveaway like this in a while, so I think it's yeah. the perfect time. I miss spinning. I think it's the best way to do it, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's live Rusty now. Misses that. Rusty misses the wheel. I <laughs> I love I love the wheel. Um, yeah, hey Gaines, uh, if you don't mind, I mean, I I'd love to give something away too to one of those winners too. Um, we could throw in an NFT for each of those winners. Sweet, yeah, dude. That seriously, that that'd be that'd be pretty cool if we could do yeah, that. Yeah, I'll throw in two, and um, I, I will. We can have it uh, be winner's choice, whatever they want. We've got a a few uh, of everything. Dude, I dude, I can't believe I missed your birthday, bro. I I didn't know it was your birthday, man. Uh, dude, it's forty two, man. It's all right. If it was twenty one or something, you know, I'd be a little more upset. But uh, thank you, though. Yeah, birthday also. I wished it to you in Telegram, but happy birthday. Anyway. Hey, man. I, I, I do appreciate the love, though. Thank, thank y'all. But yeah, 42. I, I'm doubling up 21, man. It's like I turned 21 twice. Did, you, did your family get you anything nice, Rusty? Nice roll-ups, uh, since y'all are rich and can skip the line? With my Slitter Bond yeah. fast passes? Nah, man. Just just spending time, bro. That, that's, uh, that's the best. That's the most valuable, man. That's it, man. Yeah. I actually talked to somebody once that would literally buy Rolex watches and new and then put them in safety deposit boxes to sell like here or something. It's crazy. Yeah, they're good investments. My buddy was actually talking about that too. And the, when Bitcoin was 69000 he was like, I'm going to buy a Tesla and I'm going to buy a Rolex. And he did, dude. He bought the Tesla and uh, he did pretty good on that trade so far. Yeah, that was probably a wise choice. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like electric vehicles, but the the Rolex, he was like, yeah, I just I'm gonna buy it, and like you said, put it in a drawer for ten years, and he's gonna sell it for his daughter's uh, uh, education. The only electric vehicle that I like right now is the new Audi car that they got. Right now, everything is just like uh, like SUVs. They're all kind of weird looking, but but the Audi car is really sick. Do you, do you think electric think? vehicles are like a scam? Like, like, <laughs> like, because you can't use it like you do a regular car. Like I bought a, a car. I know. A I used to be a mechanic. Car. Yeah. And like, you can use a car for like 10 years, but like a battery that doesn't, I mean, look at your iPhone. Your iPhone definitely doesn't charge the same after two years. And like, you're going to be doing the same thing whenever you go home, you're always going to be charging that battery. So like every three or four years, are you going to have to spend like 15, 20 grand to replace a battery module that like you don't even, you can't even replace it yourself. You got to take it in and pay. Yeah, the how does the, how does the Ford truck do it? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Like, Is it I, like they can swap it out or like, I, I just know. have these questions. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to them, but like, yeah, I do. I, I do like somewhat a lot of research on, uh, they don't, they don't work in the cold either. That too, like whenever you pull something like trucks, like you're going to be pulling stuff and like pulling stuff degrades the battery uh, range. 
and like to pull more you need a bigger engine and to have a bigger engine you need more batteries and like you know what i mean yeah, the I'm a big diesel. Adding up. like an f-250 diesel i use that for towing and i can't imagine towing like the things i've done with that thing on an exactly. electric like, like i think someone had the ford lightning and they towed like a airstream trailer um and they they only got 50 miles of range so like what what good is that <laughs> yeah i don't know they're not there yet but it's nice that they're working on it what do you yeah, guys I think, think the infrastructure has to be built out I'm sorry, what's up what'd you say jacob no i see why Oh, the cyber truck. Oh, I think the cyber truck uh, needs, I don't know, like a face up. It looks, it looks too like blocky for me. It needs but, to be a truck. It looks <laughs> straight out of like a N64 game. Yeah, uh, uh, all the, the, the shapes and stuff like that looks a little stupid, but uh, it's an if you put, a, if you put a, a turret on the back of that, that's basically the warthog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think that's the appeal, though. That kind of blocky look, like just like how people love the military Hamas that used to be around uh, a while back. I feel like it's just going to be another market that Ford steals from away from Tesla. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. But it just all depends on, like I said, how useful they can make those trucks. Because I already met some guy that was, bro, I took my Tesla on a trip and I was stuck in this place for like so many hours because I had to like charge it and um, like he just didn't enjoy that. So I don't know how practical they are for like the everyday American to where we can fully go electric. I don't know if that'll ever be a thing, but I was depends on how expensive gas gets, right? If it's yeah, bucks a true. gallon, I mean, everybody's going to switch over pretty fast. I was yeah, yeah, true. I, I saw like a stat that only 0.51 people in America actually have these uh electric vehicles and i work at a hospital and like i was asking the doctors like how, like they all have nice cars like how might how, how come you don't have a tesla and they're like hey i'm gonna let these guys be test dummies for the next 10 years because you're yeah. sitting on a battery and it could give you cancer yeah I, that's like, true. Wow, I never thought of that apparently after like uh 20 000 miles um the teslas aren't very good because uh we've seen a lot of them well in the uk especially we see a lot of them in the secondary market after a year or two, they've, they've slashed the price like way lower than 50% of what the original price on the, on the, the vehicle is. Uh, I think the, I think how they do you on, on the Tesla is like what they do with the iPhone is the aftercare market and you have to go to them to get everything fixed. And that's what they, you know, they get you on that as well. You can't just, it's not go to any other mechanic. You've got to go to them specifically, which kind of like monopolizing the market out there with that, with that kind of idea. It, it opens the door for planned obsolescence. Like they only want you to have that car for three years. And then you, like I said, you got to replace the battery. You, you know, they're going to sell you a subscription. Like it's all like, yeah. Like that's why I asked, is it a scam? Because it's like the current market allows you to like have, vehicles for a long time and like you said repair them in the outside and market and it's uh yeah it's just a lot different i think yeah, you're I think, right bro you use your also, as well. my bad no sorry you go you go man i was just saying like the government is trying to make it a law where everyone has electric vehicles and it's kind of like suspicious like yeah yeah the government only only does what benefits them financially for sure like, it's all a scam when it comes to governments. But 
like I talked to this, so I work for an insurance company and I talked to an underwriter, which is somebody that uses like predictive analytics to like understand how to rate for the future. And uh, she told, she was big into like future technology. Right. So I sat down and I talked to her a little bit and she was like, well, cause she's in, she's an underwriter, right? She predicts the risks uh, future in the future um, to rate the policies. So like, she was like, yeah, we're not going to have insurance whenever it's stage five automation. Like whenever all vehicles on the road are fully autonomous and there's no way like anybody could manually operate a vehicle, we're not going to need insurance. We're going to need warranties because the way it'll work is that like everybody will have everybody that wants a, a vehicle transportation will have a subscription. Like they'll have a Tesla subscription for an economy vehicle or a luxury or a motorcycle or whatever. Um, and like, instead of like having your vehicle at your house, you know, all of our lawns are going to be like gardens. Right. But like um, you're going to, you're going to say, I want to go to point A to point B and then the vehicle is just going to show up you're going to get in and like whatever vehicle you get in is just how much you pay for luxury or economy or whatever. It takes you where you need to go and then it goes away. And like, basically that's like what they envision is going to happen. And like, instead of insurance, she says we're going to need warranties so that like, if the vehicle breaks down while we're in it, we're supposed to be responsible for that somehow. Yeah. I don't know. But like, you know, with the way the world is, I kind of believe her that that's going to be the, the scam going forward. Like they're, they're, ne they're never going to say, OK, there's no more insurance anymore. That industry is not just not going to go away. They're going to find another way to suck you know, all the money out from us. So I kind of believe that that's where it's going to go. Yeah, vehicles as a service, like infrastructure as a service or software yeah. as a service. That way yeah. you never really have to worry about charging your vehicle like the company is responsible for that. And they just like maintain enough vehicles to like you know sustain the demand of everyday everybody's like demand for driving so it's an interesting like concept and like it kind of helped me understand how they actually do want to make it work because like i said i think right now it's currently a scam like everybody like that guy said is a guinea pig right now to use the technology but that's ultimately where they see it going is where you own nothing and you're happy you know what i mean you have a service that just takes you where you need to go yeah you can't even like uh like like uh like the ai for the self-driving like it won't it's nowhere close like nowhere even near close and they're having all these accidents on the road and stuff like that so i don't even know it seems like too yeah, early kind of for some stuff there was one where like <clears throat> the road was like reflective right or it like looked reflective and it just like didn't see it and it like drove off a cliff so it's like crazy dude there's so many stuff with self that scares me i would never that's scary as drive dude. driving is so crazy i'm 34 years old and i've seen so many crazy things driving i would never trust a computer to do it for me unless all like i said stage five automation is where all vehicles there's no chance of a human actually operating one like it just it just couldn't happen yeah that's uh, you know i i work downtown in downtown houston take the bus so we're sitting up higher and you can see, and I mean, it's probably 25, 35, I don't know, maybe higher. People are just driving on the highway on their phones, man. So um, maybe it's better that we're not driving. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's scary shit out there. What people are doing, what no, people are doing they're trying cars. to replace truck drivers too. Right. And like, who's going to fix the trucks or maintain the trucks, you know, while they're driving, like, it doesn't make any sense what they're trying to do in some places. 
Yeah, but I'm I'm big on like future technology. That's why I'm here in in Cosmos. You know what I mean? But I just love talking about like even even like speculating that <laughs> all of our technology comes from like the Roswell uh, uh, UFO that landed. Like just shit like that. Like the technology is so crazy. Like to I, I don't understand how like when I look when I try to learn coding, I'm just like, who the hell invented this shit? Like how did they how did their brain think like this? It's just it's bizarre to me. I, I don't have that kind of brain, but I'm I always how think people think like who, that. Who created Bluetooth? Like who created Wi Fi? Because it's not an actual physical thing. Like where did it come from? Mm, aliens. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> I was like, we were all American chilling. American Horror Story, and that the new season is about that. That like the government is working with aliens. It's pretty funny. I don't know. It's just like up until the point of that that UFO crashing, like everything we invented made sense. Like, oh, we went from buggies and horses to cars. Everything made like a logical jump, and then all of a sudden, we just started making, like you said, Wi-Fi, cell phones, and and radio technology and we just started like advancing it more and more and more at a rapid pace and maybe it's just you know exponential um advancement and in real time me like seeing that and perceiving it is just fucking bizarre but i just i think about that all the time like where did all this technology come from and like you know yeah it's crazy to me yeah, yeah. same same for us like you know like advancement in in where we are from like I'm sure all of you like remember I don't I don't know how you what you like call it you know, but we we call it dial-up service for internet where you connect your phone home line to your to your PC to get your dial-up um, so you can go on LimeWire and download some stuff. Well, sound of robots dying takes three days to download a song. How is that? <laughs> You're gonna be old enough to remember. Well, yeah, we used to have a dial-up system, but like you said, the the advanced like I'm I'm currently in the in that sector, that's where I work. You know, that's my day job. I, I cover um, the communication sector and, and like how we are advancing now in a, in a short 10, you know, decade to where we will be looking to like, like right now what we're looking at in the future um, is so much more advanced um, because of the, the people, amount of people working in that area. I think before what we didn't have was the people with the, with the knowledge working in that area. And obviously now that knowledge is getting better and, and like there's more people doing working in that field that's why we're seeing quicker advancements and, and like we'll see we'll see that even more growing as as time goes forward because obviously we're always looking at what what's the next big thing or what's going to go forward and that's i think that's what's driving that kind of initiative that that kind of space in terms of technology so you don't think we reversed engineered it from aliens <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, I th- we're supposed to I think to Alex Jones only knows. Yeah. I mean, I, I just wonder about that stuff, like how the pyramids were built and stuff. It's like, how yeah. did we lose that ancient technology or that ancient knowledge? It's like, you know, we, we have no idea how they were built. No one can, like, tell me, like, oh, this is how they were built. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Stonehenge and stuff. I just wonder about that ancient, like, where did they go? Some people say that, like, these pyramids, you know, align with, like, stars and stuff and open stargates and stuff. And, like, where did they go? You know what I mean? I want to go. <laughs> they all went to Mars, and then Mars got hit by some huge-ass rock, and then everybody died. Man, that's sad. Yeah, I know there's, like, you know, oceans were on Mars, and they say, like, the Garden of Eden was on Mars and stuff. So many stories, dude. 
So crazy. We'll never know the truth. <laughs> I think about like Native Americans and like how did they know all these plants weren't poisonous and stuff and <clears throat> they didn't write anything down. They all passed it down like culture through word of mouth. So I think it's like super interesting and like maybe that's what happened with them. Like they didn't write anything. But yeah, yeah. it it leaves it leaves open the idea for aliens. <laughs> and it makes sense, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't advocate for one thing or the other. I just always like to ask questions. I think a lot of people like mistake me for that. They like they're like, yeah, you're this way or that way, and I'm like, nah, dude, I'm just asking questions because nobody knows. I mean, we're just apes on a rock in the middle of a galaxy, and like nobody really knows what the hell is going on here. Nobody can really tell you that you're living the wrong way because they don't know either. It's just it's all like you know speculative uh kind of things but what's up crypto mo i saw you came up man hey guys yeah no i'm just chilling got some edibles and you know so you guys are talking about how the world is all fake and we're all just living on a moving rock and if people take things too seriously and start to tell other people what they're doing it's like who the fuck do you think you are shit if we can get that go that deep we all we all could just be an idea that's it I mean, all we are just a series of neurons in our mind, right? A bunch of a bunch of electrical impulses, a bunch of memories, and just kind of that brain that creates an extension to everything else around us, but really just you know a little squishy thing in our head. Yeah, I, I think about flugel boxes all the time, and like how that, like like you said, we could just be in a battery that's running some ship right now. It's just so crazy that like reality is is. Um, like it, it, especially like when you're in nature, like when I go ride my bike every day and I see like how the trees move, I always think like how much processing power that would take. Like when I look at that, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's real life and you can see every individual leave and it moves all like, you know, flowing with the wind and everything. And like, I just think about how much computing power that would take to simulate like it would take a, a fucking planet, like a galaxy full of computing equipment to like replicate that, like how we do. And um, I just think about that all the time. Like every, like every, like every, how every, like, and that's just one frame. You know what I mean? It would take years and years and years, eons, right? For just one frame of what I'm looking at. And like this tree is like flowing with the wind and it's moving with, with the laws of physics and everything. And it's like so trippy to, to think that, you know, we're just in an environment that's like following these rules. And like, I, I wonder where we came from. You know what I mean? Like the Big Bang kind of just sounds like somebody plugged in a device, you know, like. I don't know. I got a joke. It was just like put into our box. It, it's basically uh, in the beginning, there was nothing. And the universe had an idea. And then it was doesn't matter. And here we are. <laughs> yeah. It's a very deep joke. Yeah, it's trippy. But that's why I'm in NFTs, man, because nothing matters. <laughs> it's like you just I just go where the positive energy is. And like you can obviously tell that like especially in Cosmos, like everybody I think somebody said it earlier, it's just humble and um I forgot how else they described it, but it was like humble and um not down to earth, but like yeah, most people are grounded in the in crypto in general. And like, I just find the, I, I identify with most people that are in Cosmos, you know, that just, you know, pop edibles on a Friday night and, you know, take a dab and chill the fuck out. Like, it's not too serious. Like, we live in a world where 
some asshole named Putin is like causing problems somewhere else. It's like, you know what I mean? And then like, we live in a place, I don't know if everybody is, but like, I live in a place where it's like, everybody just acts like it's not happening. And then just like <laughs> tries to get you to go along with this other world. So yeah, I, I enjoy having a space to like, just relax and just know that like, I probably sound like an idiot, probably 80% of the time up here. And like, some people are like, Oh my God, rolling their eyes, you know, when I talk, but I just don't care. You know, like some people are receptive and some are not. And it's like, as long as your ideas are welcome, that's, that's all I strive for is like having that fairness, you know? So thanks for letting me talk and be the host of this amazing space. Thank you, Clay. Yeah, guys, this is so much fun. Like, uh, this was unexpected and, uh, cool chilling with you guys, getting to know you guys more. Yeah. You know, I've, I haven't seen you in the space. So do you want to elaborate on like your story on what brought you to cosmos or crypto? Um, yeah, basically from coming from Terra and, you know, I was pretty all in on Terra and I got wrecked, but for me, it's not really about the crypto side. It's more about the NFT community side. And like, that's really what I have fun with and like interacting with the community. I'm kind of like always on Twitter talking to people and like just networking and like Cosmos is definitely the best community so that's why i think our project chose it coming from terra similar kind of communities and like it's it's super attractive at the price point it's at because it's so early so i think like people have a lot of potential to really like grow it if they're uh bullish and want to be early on something like who doesn't like to be first and it's just a great experience on Stargaze. Like the UI is a great zero downtime, transaction fee zero. Just makes sense. And yeah, like I just love, I love creating and I love meeting people and talking to people. And our project is uh, basically community driven and it's not, it's, it's a great art. Like it could be professional, but it's not. Uh, marketed like profile picture it's marketed for utility we have tons of utility and like a great community where you could come and learn a lot and like really grow your portfolio and grow your knowledge as a trader and even have some tools to help you make profitable trades that sounds cool man well i'm glad you're here and thanks for coming up and saying that yeah dude thank thank you thank you again uh, guys, I think I'm going to drop off now. It's uh, it's 10 to 5 in the morning right here. So I think I need to get a bit of shit eye. Uh, thank you, Cosmo Clay, for holding this space and letting us speak uh, and getting our uh, project out there. Uh, and I definitely will be hitting Rusty up for, for the calculator. Uh, and thank you, Cosmo, for just, yeah, just being nice to kind of chit-chat. And uh, I've definitely earmarked this space so for next time that you, you have it running. Yeah, and guys, yeah. we are minting on the twenty seventh. Just to let you know as well. <laughs> I was about to say you're minting on the twenty seventh Thursday. So anybody that wants to grab one of those, I think there was like four four twenty sixty nine, and any that don't get minted are going to get burned. So sounds fun, and uh, I'm excited to be a part of that community. But yeah, it's getting late over here too. Where Where are you from, by the way? UK, man, from England. Uh, all right, man. Have a good day. Yeah, we're way across the pond. <laughs> or a day, whatever it is over there. <laughs> it's nighttime for me over here. And I think we've been going for about three hours. 
we talked about a lot of shit and uh, I loved I loved the end of it where I'm just like, you know, slightly drunk and stoned talking about like, <laughs> you know, being on a rock in the middle of the universe. I love that kind of shit. So it was fun, <clears throat> you know, letting me ramble and I and, uh, appreciate all the love. And uh, if anybody, you know, wants to hit us up, you know, we're, we're with Cosmos Spaces. We, um, we run val- uh, validators on, I think, eight different chains now. So go to your favorite chain and look us up. Um, we're probably on there validating. And if we're not, we'll probably be there soon, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, other than that, um, anything else anybody wants to come up and say before I end the space tonight? Yeah, congratulations on relaying, by the way. Thank you. I, I, the, the validating... It does take a lot of work in the background from multiple individuals, and you know, um, it definitely couldn't be just one person. So, uh, I appreciate everybody on our team that <clears throat> puts that all together because it is a lot of work. I wish I had a couple, like three more hours a week, to read proposals because um, that's about what I need <laughs> to be up to date on all this stuff. It's crazy. Three extra, like, dedicated hours a week, <clears throat> or maybe even more. But yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, um, check us out on Twitter, and we do spaces every third, uh, every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Wednesday. So, um, and then also, uh, me and Trendy just uh, came out with a podcast on YouTube, um, and you can. I don't know exactly. I think it's on the Trendy Tech channel. I don't know if he renamed it. I haven't talked to him about that. But it's on YouTube. It's on my uh, feed. I uh, tweeted it out this morning. Um, We just started doing like a video format. So we're just like polishing that up and uh, hope to bring some value to um, the Cosmos and NFT uh, ecosystem because that's that's mainly where we... um, where we like focus on is crypto cosmos and nfts um i know trendy's really big on nfts so <laughs> um if you you guys could check us out give us a subscribe we'd always appreciate that and uh yeah we'll be around so it was good hearing from all you guys and i hope you have oh, a yeah, excellent, uh, excellent friday friday wait clay uh is, is it on, up, on youtube right yeah, you, uh, yeah uh, we're, on we're on YouTube, YouTube on the video, on the video format, format now, now, and then uh, and, uh, also, also we're on we're Spotify, on Spotify and, Apple and Apple Podcasts. Can you can you DM me? Can you hear me? Can you can you DM it to me? Yeah, I, I'll go ahead and um, I should have like shared it in the in the space. My bad, but yeah, I'm really bad at all that kind of stuff. That's why I am here. <laughs> But yeah, yeah just drop just drop the link in the spaces Discord or uh, Telegram because I actually didn't know the YouTube channel was up either. Here I found it here, so I pinned it up top. It'll be awesome. uh, on the space there if anybody wants to check that out. I appreciate it. You know, give us a comment, a like, all the YouTube stuff. Hit the bell <laughs> for notifications, and you know that always helps. Um, but yeah, we're starting w- with Cosmos Spaces. We're trying to like extend our reach um, to different, you know, platforms because we're pretty big here on Twitter, but, you know, we want to get our presence out there on all the different places and just be able to provide more value for where everybody's at. And so we're, we're taking steps to like provide more content in those areas and kind of like form strategic partnerships that make sense. So that we can, um, you know, bring that value to everybody 
with whatever platform they want to be on. Because um, I think for the longest time, like Cosmos has uh, really good tech, but um, the marketing was kind of lacking as far as like getting that word out to people. So, uh, you know, that's kind of like what we want to do is, you know, bring people over to Cosmos that are already into crypto and like, you know, show them why we believe that this ecosystem is like the best, you know. So I, I appreciate everybody checking that out. And uh, yeah. Anything else anybody want to say or? Uh, before you end the space, I just want to remind people we do have oh, a way yeah. running in Discord for two whitelists for the Annans NFT collection. Yeah, we got to do the giveaway and then um, you also get a knot, your choice of a new knot. That's awesome. Yep, yep. Rusty uh, said that he's going to do two knots as well for those winners. But yeah, thanks, Blade, nice bro. Reversal. Thank you for uh, hosting the space. I know, I know you've been really busy, bro. Um, and that, uh, and yeah, that you, your <laughs> job is just pretty hectic right now. Yeah, it's nice. It, it, you know, after, you know, on the later at later times, it it cools down. So Texas is just hot, 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 and then the sun goes down, and then you can chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. Don't forget, guys. Like, if you guys Best ever have any so. questions and you need some help with you know anything technical and cosmos or just any newbie type of questions whatever just just message us in the uh, telegram room i pinned it to the top and if you follow the cosmos spaces profile you get all, all of our links in the link tree to uh, discord everything everything's in that little link tree what's up awesome hey i appreciate that man nice space um you know that whitelist i'm on i need that yeah yeah there's a giveaway uh have a good night. Yeah. Keep on. Did you get to check out the, the podcast yet? Or you been nah, busy? nah. I've been, I've been kind of busy. I'm here at work, but I'm about to check it out right now. But um, I appreciate that, bro. Yeah, all I got to say is keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 do. Hey, man, we appreciate you coming out. It was fun meeting you guys. Um, yeah, and we'll, we'll be back tomorrow night. I don't know if we have like a planned uh, AMA or anything like that, but. We'll be back tomorrow night regardless, and uh, we'll see you guys there. Yeah. One, one more thing before you end the space. Um, we've been throwing this idea around about, like, having, like, these little interview sessions with, like, regular cosmonauts in the community. So just start thinking about those cosmonauts in the community that you would love to just uh, listen to and, and you know, uh, let them share their story about how they got involved with Cosmos. If you got anybody that, you know, you're interested in listening to, shoot us a DM in the Cosmos Spaces profile, and then we'll try to get them on the Twitter space. Yeah, can can we like submit you on there? Can we do like a little game. <laughs> yeah, that was the, that's the one we need. <laughs> yeah, our we need a we need like a little gains documentary. Like we just need your face, and it's like little gains, the full story. You know what I mean? <laughs> hell no, bro. Hell no, I'm not that interesting. Marlon's interesting, and one of these days, Marlon, we're gonna have an interview with you on Twitter Spaces. Oh man, yeah, it, it has to happen. I'm like, I'm like running another project now, and it has to happen. Awesome! I'm looking forward to that. So, since I'll be working, I think that's just awesome. So, we look forward to that. Oh uh, yeah, Zen Chains, man. Hey, shout out to you. Shout out to the Zen, uh, to the Zen vibes and the meditation and the positive energy. You know, we gotta spread that and 
That's what we're all about here at Cosmos. It's, yeah, it's all good. That's the way it is. Yeah, make sure to check out Zen Chain Labs on Juno, and uh, you get a discount if you own a Sky Monk. So there you go. Go check those Absolutely. out. Yeah. Are you on yeah. any other chains? Oh yeah, we're we're in we're in about uh, nine or ten chains. We validate oh, them. You know, Sif Chain, Comdex, we do Dig, you know, where we, we help out smaller newer chains like Chronic and a few others. Yeah, just check us out, check us out, check out our Twitter um, yeah. page and you'll see all of them there or our website at zentinlab.io. Yeah, you always want to decentralize your stake and, and go to like, you know, low low on the, the numbers validators that are providing quality content. Zen Chain Labs is definitely one of those guys. Uh, providing analytics for multiple chains, so super, um, super valuable asset to have in the cosmos. And I, I was glad to meet you in uh, Austin, and like, just uh, super proud of all the work you're doing. Likewise, thanks, man. Thanks, you Thank guys you. are stars. Thank you. I'm not gonna end the space anymore because, like, every time I do, somebody's like, "Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 Clay, what? One more thing, dude. One more thing. Yeah, um, yeah, one I'm, more I'm, thing. I'm, right? I'm just <laughs> no, no, I wasn't gonna I say that, that night, man. That night that we all met up at uh, Austin, that was so cool, bro. Just, just seeing the people that you know you're normally just talking to on Twitter. Zenchain Labs was just in a whole different <laughs> vibe over there, man. He brought a bottle of wine. We were sipping yeah. wine. It was just a freaking house was making us drinks. I mean, what, what man? It's crazy, man. This is a crazy night. Yeah, Zenchain took like the best pictures ever. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. What a night. What a night, boy. I won't tell Matego what else happened, though. He might get mad at you, bro. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Nathago. Nothing. What's happened. up, Papa Soup? Uh, she knows I was good. She knows I was good. What's going on, guys? What's up, man? Nothing. Uh, saw you guys having a good time over here. I had a few questions. I mean, don't want to ruin the vibe. You guys keep doing you. I'll tune in. No, nah, man. We always we always got time for questions, dude. What's up? Well. Recently, uh, so I haven't been in the crypto space for too long, so to say. Like, I've been on and off, but recently, with my off time, I got into it at, like, 4K. But I still have capital to get into it at, like, 1K. Like, I'm thinking, Ethereum worth it? What is Ethereum 2.0 that's coming out? And will it undermine Ethereum? Um, Ethereum is going. To, Ethereum 2.0 is basically the proof of stake version of what Ethereum is now, and they've been promising it for four years now. So I wouldn't expect it anytime soon, especially with regulation coming. So it's 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 like a tall tale at the moment. But they're working on it, you know. It's a proof of work chain originally, so you use mining to mine, you know, Ethereum right now. But they're switching to proof of stake, which basically just uses notes and stuff, validators. I also bought some miners recently. Um, oh, I actually do mining. I've been doing mining for years myself. Yeah, I tried to get to mining a long time ago. My dad convinced me not to mine to. Uh, Sell tapestries instead. 
Big mistake. Uh, yeah, big big mistake. I mean, you know, I mean, it wasn't a, the worst thing. It's, it's, it's even even business. even just a hobby mining. If you play your investing right, it's very profitable. Uh, I basically, out of two mid grade GPUs, turned out about ten grand this last year. Yeah, I was trying to convince him in uh, I think it was two thousand fourteen. Uh, Bitcoin was so cheap. I remember telling my dad, my dad got paid in Bitcoin once, uh, sixty-five thousand dollars, back in I think two thousand fifteen, two thousand sixteen, uh, over some debt. And he's like, "What did um, I do?" You know, it, it just hit a thousand dollars. Like I was like, "Dad, sell it." Wow, back then nobody knew though. You know, I was like, yeah, Dogecoin was just starting. Anyway, yeah. So I was worried about the Ethereum two point um, I think when it switches over to to that, it will be a blessing on the mining community itself because Ethereum basically just sucks all the money out of the mining community as it sits right now. But mm. yeah. Well, what does it mean for the value of Ethereum? Oh, I assume it would increase. You think Ethereum will increase? Yeah. That's if they switch to proof of stake. I'm betting they are waiting. You know, they've been delaying it for so long, waiting for the government to do regulation. I'm sure they want clarification for them to decide first. Because, you know, if they are like, well, proof of stake is securities and they have a lot of other things they have to think about before they switch over to Ethereum 2.0, if that's the case. So when it switches over to Ethereum 2.0, what will happen to Ethereum in general? Uh, the Ethereum chain is just going to switch to 2.0. Nothing's going to happen to like the chain won't be gone. That actually happened a long time ago uh, when the DAO hack happened. Ethereum actually did a fork back then and created something called Ethereum Classic. So that is actually the original Ethereum chain, Ethereum Classic, but the development and everything is Ethereum. They kept the name. It's an so, interesting situation back then. So if I have one Ethereum right now and tomorrow it goes to Ethereum 2.0, I'll have one Ethereum 2.0? Yeah, that's the idea. Okay. Uh, okay, guys. Well, it's been super fun. But I gotta head out now, sadly. All right. Yeah, Sachi. it's bedtime for you. Easy. Good night, everybody. Good night. No worries. Take it easy, easy guys. Uh, I hope, hope to link up with you guys later. This is like uh, so much fun. See you guys later. Hell yeah, bro. Later, man. Good night, Clay. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Cosmo Spaces, IBC Gang Late Night Lounge, hosted by Cosmo Clay. Recorded on Friday, June 17th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay, checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows, but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo. I've been Asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back Doing a little magic, pulling rabbits out the rucksack Not everybody's always in it for the money Looking like another crooked Sunday and I'm working Monday So you know I ain't stressing, left debating great methods Amazed to play Inception, the base stay blessed See, even with these huge sums of overall royalties These sums of money that go to the record label per
figure out how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund them. Pennies, 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 pennies. Another day, another lesson. Living in the eighth dimension might be worth a little mention. Living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel. Reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal just to make a motherfucker wish. Ah shit, now you only got two left. You know what I wish? We didn't have any loose ends. You know what I miss? Listening to excuses. Now we're on the fence, like we forgot how to choose. That's what happens when people don't know what's true In the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom In the lunchroom just trying to laugh it off Meanwhile foaming at the mouth like a rabid dog Like a fake mate and call at the zoo It's looking like the view is getting disappointed too I'm working on the new shit, trying to produce it It's what I'm willing to go through when I'm making my music Imagine a world in which an old dying man's last dying wish is fulfilled. Alexa, can you play that one sci-fi space where he clowned all the Safe Moon and XRP bag holders and then told everyone to buy Luna because it was going to a thousand? I'm, I'm confused why we're not talking about the fact that you can easily like. 300x your money on XRP. Like, you know, I son, I remember a time. Alexa, enough. I'm trying to reminisce now. I remember a time before Terra Spaces existed when things that were said on random Twitter spaces would just get lost to the proverbial black hole of time. Time. That's the best bet. Why isn't Luna in wind turbines? Hey, guys. I'm reading all about these wind guys, turbines. Guys, do you mind if I explain Cardano a little bit? Because I've been in Cardano since like 2018, and I can do a full breakdown. Um, Just when you thought it was safe to shill shit coins. <laughs> oh my god, you guys. I don't know what to do. So much blood. It's so red. From the creators of Your Exit Liquidity, in association with We All Love to Hear Ourselves Talk, Inc. For more information, go to terraspaces.org slash donate.